Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. There's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this through
coming to once again to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation. And tonight we are going to have for you the first rally uh, of President Trump uh, that was done in Ohio uh, this past weekend. Uh, so we'll have that playing for you. I think it's going to be kind of difficult uh, for you to find it on uh, YouTube, especially uninterrupted. So we will have it for you here in its entirety uh, so that you can listen to the uh, the whole rally. Now, we did have a few people who went to the rally. Uh, I, unfortunately, was unable to make it myself. Uh, but we did uh, have a couple people who may come on, not tonight, but on uh, perhaps next week's episode to talk about their personal experiences at the rally. Uh, one of those was a candidate we had on here, Jonah Scholes. Uh, he was not able to make it to the show tonight, uh, but he has uh, promised that he will be on uh, subsequent shows. And uh, last week we were talking about how the Trump movement, or we began to talk about how the Trump movement is uh, moving back or the America First movement. Uh, we certainly got into a, a lot of other topics. If you didn't listen to last week's show, uh, definitely uh, find it on whatever podcast uh, player you're on and uh, listen to the program. Uh, if you also like to see all the archives uh, as well and you don't have a podcast player, uh, fear not, you still have the Bards Logic website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. And there you can find all the, uh, you know, we can find all the podcasts, all the previous episodes. So, again, all you got to do is go to www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and you'll see a big yellow button there uh, where you will see uh, where you can listen to all the, all the archives. And that is actually on the homepage uh, of the website. It's, uh, it just says link to the archive shows. And so go to that, and that'll get uh, you to last, not just only last week's show, uh, but all the shows, I believe, since we've been doing this since two, uh, 2012. So President Trump uh, has resumed, as we said, his rally, which started in Ohio. Now, he received 3.1 million votes uh, there in 2020, which is a record for the state. Uh, President Trump's next rally is on July 3rd in Sarasota, Florida. Now, I'm, I'm going to be there in November, but unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not going to be there now. Um, now, many are actually uh, touting a Trump-DeSantis ticket in 2024, and, of course, this is certainly a possibility with the Biden regime doing nothing but help itself uh, have the same legacy of Carter. Now, one thing I find is in the interesting juxtaposition between what Trump is doing, while we have him fighting for freedom of America, in Ohio, he's you know, having these rallies, a Franklin County Common Pleas Court, uh, Judge uh, Richard Fry, who's in the same state, is using his power to coerce those convicted of different crimes to take the COVID vaccine. We'll have a report on that this evening after the rally, after we, you know, listen to the rally. So, of course, in case if you missed it, uh, here at Bard's Logic, we will have President Trump's speech on this episode in its entirety. Uh, so definitely listen to it here because if you try to find it on YouTube, mm, good luck. You, I don't know if you're going to be able to find a whole uh, the whole speech, especially uninterrupted and with without commentary during 
uh, the speech. So we will have it here. So for your listening enjoyment, we are going to have the speech, and then we'll have uh, commentary as well as, you know, some out-of-control judges that are, again, coercing convict, uh, convicted uh, folks to take the COVID vaccine as part of reducing their sentences, and also uh, a judge, and today the judgment came down with actress, well, her sentence, I should say, for actress Allison Mack. Uh, she got, she's going to get three years in prison. We'll talk more about that. But you should hear what the, uh, drug, uh, the judge made anyone attending the hearing have to show. And so we'll be talking about that as well after, you know, we have the, the speech here. So let me get this uh, teed up and ready for you. Uh, so enjoy uh, President uh, Trump's speech there in Ohio, in Ohio, the first rally of, you know, Trump coming back uh, and doing them. From the leaves of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains. From Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where the pride in every American heart at a time we stand and say. trying to get in, and all of the unbelievable, hardworking patriots who are here tonight at the very first rally of the 2,000 
2022 election. We're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. With your help, we are going to defeat the radical Democrats. And we have no choice. You know that, right? We have no choice. And we're going to elect an amazing slate of proud American first Republicans next year. America first. You never used to hear that expression, did you? You hear it plenty now. After just five months, the Biden administration is already a complete and total catastrophe. I told you, crime is surging, murders are soaring, police departments are being gutted, illegal aliens are overrunning their borders. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Our poor borders, they were so perfect, they were so good. Drug cartels and human traffickers are back in business like they've never been before. They're doing numbers that they've never even thought possible. And just a few short months ago, drugs were way down. Human trafficking was way down. It was all way down. It was, all they had to do was go away for a little while. It was beautiful. But the schools, when you take a look at schools, and you look at all of the things that happen, left-wing indoctrination camps, critical race theory is being forced on our military, gas prices are spiking, inflation is skyrocketing, and China, Russia, and Iran are humiliating our country. Joe Biden is destroying our nation right before our very own eyes. The number one priority for everyone who wants to save America is to pour every single ounce of energy you have into winning a gigantic victory in the midterms and in 2024. Together, we will send Joe Biden and the fake news media. There's a lot of people back there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Do you miss me? They miss me. They miss me. I know. They look at their bad ratings and they're saying, we miss this guy. I said it was going to happen. I was waiting for them to endorse me, actually. I know that was a big step, but they're going down the tubes. Their numbers are very bad. But together, we will send Biden and the media and all of the people that are so bad to our country, big tech tyrants, a message they cannot ever censor, cancel, or ignore. We will take back the House, we will take back the Senate, and we will take back America, and we will do it soon. There is no more dire threat today than the crisis on our southern border, other than perhaps our elections as a dire threat to that's probably the biggest threat of all, isn't it, huh? What happened in the election, it's a disgrace. But we'll be talking about that, unless you'd rather not have me talk about it. Would you rather talk about it? I had a thing. Immediately upon taking office, 
Joe Biden deliberately and systematically through his people, because I don't think he did it, dismantled America's border defenses and incited a flood of illegal migrants like this country has never seen. They violated our laws from every single corner of the globe. They were invited in, and we can't do that. We can't afford it. We can't have it. We can't have people coming out of prisons. We have no idea who they are. Illegal border crossings are now up 976% since just a short few months ago. When I left office, we gave the new administration the most secure southern border our country had ever seen by far. We ended the ridiculous catch and release. You know what that is. You catch them and you release them into our country, a brilliant policy. And they're back at that now. We ended asylum fraud. We built almost 500 miles of very beautiful, very successful wall that was working. And it would have been, oh, thank you. That's a friend of mine, he's a conductor. What a beautiful sound. By the way, I have to say, you know, I have to say, just driving over here was a 30-minute drive from the airport. The farms, the houses, the lawns are all beautiful. It looks like you cut your lawns every day. You have no crime. You have no murders. You have no muggings. I said to a couple of the law enforcement people who are phenomenal, by the way, I said, what are the crime stats here? Let me guess. There's not a lot of it. He said, sir, there isn't. But every lawn was so beautiful. Every farm was perfect. The barns were painted. The place is gorgeous. And thank you for letting us win on November 3rd, the great state of Ohio, in a record, a record number, a record number. We won a lot of places that people haven't figured out yet, but actually most of them have. We empowered ICE to do their jobs. We worked to cancel down on sanctuary cities. We, we did a number on sanctuary cities. We want to cancel sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities take care of many, many criminals. They're very dangerous places. Even in California, they really want sanctuary cities out, but for some reason, the politicians don't. Didn't they send out 38 million ballots in California? I wonder what the real vote in California would be. And we crushed the very vicious thugs known as MS-13. Under my administration, when an illegal alien trespassed across our borders, we caught them, we detained them, and we rapidly threw them the hell out of our country, and we did it by the thousands. And once we got the word out, people didn't come. It wasn't really that big a deal. And people just didn't come. Once he came in, he said, we want everybody to come in. Oh, that was a disaster. You have, by the way, not the numbers they report. Remember, they're fake news. You have millions of people coming into this country. You have millions of people coming into our country. We have no idea who they are. 
Joe Biden is doing the exact opposite as we did. His policy is to make illegal immigration as easy as possible, instituting catch and release, ripping apart our asylum agreements, ordering a stop and did you see this? A stop order. Any contractors here? Do you ever get a stop order? We had the biggest stop order the world has ever seen. We stopped finishing the wall. We stopped working on the wall. Now they want to finish the wall, and the contractors are saying, how much are you going to pay us to have to start all over again? I want to just congratulate those contractors. They're going to make a fortune. They crippled ICE and the Border Patrol. I'll tell you what, Border Patrol... These are incredible people. ICE, they're incredible people. I wouldn't want the job. I wouldn't want it. Most of the people, you have some very tough people in this audience. I can't see anybody that would do that job very well. Let me just say, it's a rough job. They run into a pack. They call it a pack. They run into a pack of MS-13, and they start swinging, and they start swinging hard. And in the end... They win. They're tough. They're smart. And you know what? They love our country. And somebody has to do that work. For the last three months, more than anything that you've ever seen, the illegal alien miners have arrived at our border. These are, in many cases, just wonderful kids. And they are coming in at levels that we've never seen. And then they're sent around all over this country. All over the country, they're sent... And right now, I just heard for the first time, who would even think it, but I heard for the first time, they're on suicide watch. So many of these young kids, they're on suicide watch, all because of this stupid policy that you've been watching over the last few months. Kids are on suicide watch. Think of that. Biden has violated his constitutional oath, endangered our safety, and look, he surrendered our are really, if you think of it, no matter how you cover it, sovereignty. What he's done to our nation is unthinkable in a short period of time. And I said that was going to happen. I said it was going to happen. We need a Republican Congress to shut down the lawless Biden agenda. And it is a lawless agenda. We have to defund his reckless immigration policies and restore our nation's southern border to where it was. Thank you very much. Did you ever hear the expression that the vote counter is sometimes much more important than the candidate? Did you ever hear that expression? Think about that. Because what happened on November 3rd was a disgrace. On the evening of November 3rd, the election was over. And then all of a sudden, things started closing down all over in certain states, not in other states didn't happen in Ohio, but it happened in certain swing states, and we took a massive victory, they did, into something that should never be allowed. Kamala Harris, your vice president, 
only went to the border yesterday for the one simple reason, because I announced that I was going next week, and I am, at the request of Texas Governor Abbott and the Border Patrol, I'm going to the border next week. Oh, if I didn't do that, I don't know if she was ever going to go. I really don't know if it was she ever going to go. I don't know. The radical left Democrats, open border fanaticism, call it whatever you want, is also contributing to massive crime. Other countries are emptying their prisons into the United States. You know that, right? They're emptying, they're opening their prisons. Why should they have these killers, these drug dealers, these traffickers? And they traffic in women, by the way, mostly. They traffic in women. Why should they have them? Why should they feed them? Why should they have to watch them? And they're very dangerous. Let's send them to the United States. We'll put them in the caravans and they'll get in. Because nobody even checks who's coming into our country. It's insanity, and it's destroying our country, destroying our country. They are their murderers and drug dealers, and uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it, what's happening. Just this month, a previously deported illegal alien in Massachusetts with prior charges for murder and many other things gunned down a man in broad daylight shooting him viciously and violently as he lay in the street four times. Recently in Louisiana, great place, an illegal alien who entered the country as an unaccompanied minor under Obama was charged with hacking a woman and their 15-year-old sister into very small pieces with a machete and stabbing two other people to death. And right here in Ohio, a twice-deported fugitive, MS-13 gang member, the worst anywhere in the world. And we've taken out thousands and thousands, and now they want to let him come back. He was charged with murder. He was discovered in Galloway after entering our country for a third time, and bad things happened. And, you know, when I came up tonight, I had so many people, they said, could you do us a favor, what? Could you talk the snake? You remember the snake? I used to use it on occasion, not often. Does anybody want to hear the snake? You want to hear it? The snake. The snake. The snake. And this has to do with our border wasn't meant to be for the border. It was meant to be for other reasons. But this has to be really what's happening to our border. And so many people said, please, please, you're going to Ohio. I don't know the fact that I'm going to Ohio, why they want to talk about the stink. But it's because of immigration and it's because of the borders and because Ohio sees it far better than most, don't you? Huh? You understand what's happening? The snake, on her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried. I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you, to the snake. Take me in, O oh, tender woman, take me in, for heaven's sake. 
Take me in, O tender woman, sighed the vicious snake. She wrapped him up all cozy in a comforter of silk and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk. She hurried home from work that night, and as soon as she arrived, she found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been fully, fully revived. Take me in, O tender woman, take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman, sighed that vicious snake. She clutched him to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in by now, you truly would have died. She stroked his pretty skin again and kissed him and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, the snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, O tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O tender woman. Sighed the vicious snake. I saved you cried the woman, and you've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. It's, you know, the way it is. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. We're taking in killers. We're taking in all of these horrible people. Good people are coming in, but horrible, horrible people. Again, remember that term. They're emptying their prisons. And, you know, you were hitting those countries, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and many others, including Middle Eastern countries, by the way. That's how they come in. Remember the snake. In the Republican Party, we do not believe that violent criminals should be welcomed into our country with open arms. We believe that they should be promptly deported or put behind bars. And that's what I did during my administration at a level that nobody's ever seen. The radical left Democrats are doing everything possible to put your family in grave danger. I don't know if they're doing it out of naivete or are they doing it because they think it's really good to have all these people coming into our country, but they are putting your family into a very, very bad position, releasing criminal aliens, defunding the police, abolishing cash bail. Look at New York, what's happened to our poor New York. Crime is through the roof. Never been anything like it. Murders through the roof. The police are doing so much, but they're not given authority to do anything more. They want to solve the problem. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, they have great police forces. They're not allowed to do their job, and now they're all leaving. That's going to be a real problem when they realize we need them to help us, and they're not going to be there any longer. They all try and take away your guns, and that's what they're doing. And if you remember, when I was campaigning against Joe Biden, I said they're going to take away your guns. Your Second Amendment is under siege in Chicago, which is the single most dangerous city, large scale, has the strongest 
gun laws in the country. They even say the strongest gun laws in the world. And yet people are being shot by the thousands every year. Worse than Afghanistan. How about that? Worse than Afghanistan, where, by the way, I started the process. All the troops are coming back home. They couldn't stop the process. 21 years is enough, don't we think? 21 They couldn't stop the process. They wanted to, but it was very tough to stop the process when other things were out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. To shame. 21 years by a government that wouldn't last. The only way they last is if we're there. What are we going to stay? We'll stay for another 21 years, then we'll stay for another 50. The whole thing is ridiculous. So we're bringing our troops back home from Iraq. We're bringing the troops back home from Afghanistan. We brought them back home from Syria. Remember the thousands of troops we had on the border with Syria? Remember that? We had thousands of troops between Turkey and Syria. I said, wait a minute. This border's been here for a thousand years plus. We never did anything. Now, why are we doing it? Sir, you can't do it. It'll be war. It'll be war. I said, our troops are in grave danger. You have two armies, and you have our troops in the middle. So I started bringing them home. And then we got down to 54 troops. And I said to one of the generals who was that good general, he wasn't a woke general. Do you notice the woke generals we have? This was a real general. I said, we have 54 men from 5,000. We have 54 men on the border. Are they in danger? said, sir, you have 54 men between two armies. They don't have a chance. They're going to be target practice. I said, get them the hell out. And everybody said, what a terrible thing he did. And you know what? That was three years ago, and nothing happened. They protect their own borders. Pretty amazing, right? Pretty amazing, but you'll never hear that from the fake news. Or many other things that turned out to be right. If you care about the security of your family, if you care about the safety of your community, if you care about law and order, Look, law and order in the great state of Ohio, now you do. I met a lot of your law enforcement people outside. They're like incredible people. They're, they're patriots. They're patriots. One of them came out, and I shouldn't say this, but, you know, look, I met so many. But one of them came out, there's tears in his eyes. This guy hasn't cried in a very long time. But just in meeting, because I represent what... They want, they want law and they want order. And that's what you want. That's what this country wants. So you have to deliver massive majorities for Republicans in Congress next year, have to do it. Right here in Ohio's 16th Congressional District, you have the opportunity to elect an incredible patriot to Congress who I know very well. He grew up in this area, believe it or not, he's not a carpetbagger like so many. A lot of them say, sir, I'm running for Congress. Oh, good, how long have you lived there? Well, actually, I moved there last week. I saw an opening. Max Miller, you know Max? Great guy. He loves our country, he loves the people of Ohio. And Max was a trusted aide of mine in the White House. We had great people working for me. We had some real losers too, by the way. You know, that can happen when I didn't know too many people. You know, in Washington, I was there 17 times in my life. And all of a sudden, I'm president of the United States. So we met a couple, but do I know the people? Do I know the good ones? I know the good ones. But we had some really great people. And Max was one of them. He did a fantastic job. 
He helped me with North Korea negotiation, and we did so much for Israel and Iraq and the G7, G20. We brought peace to the Middle East if this guy would finish it. But now he's going back to the Iran deal, which is going to destroy Israel, or there's going to be a big war, more likely. In Congress, Max will be tough on illegal immigration. He will be strong on crime, as strong as you can get. He will stand up to China, and he will protect Ohio jobs just like I did. Remember in Lima, do you remember they were going to close your tank plant? And I was president-elect. I didn't know anything about the tank plant, but I heard through a great gentleman. Did anybody ever hear of a man named Jim Jordan? Huh? A tremendous athlete, tremendous wrestler. All these wrestlers, they wanted to wrestle Jim, and they got their ass kicked every time. He hasn't changed, but Jim told me about Jim's here, by the way, so I'll, I'll introduce him in a couple of minutes. But, but they wanted to close the tank plant, and I went to see it, Lima. I went to see it, and I couldn't believe it. Big, massive plant. The people that work there were so talented. They have the turrets. I mean, the only thing you know about Texas is Dukakis, right, where he walked with the helm. He wouldn't have looked good in this tank either. But, you know, I see these tanks, and I said to the guys, who's going to make these? This is the only place in the country that made tanks, so I guess that means we're going to have to buy them from China. I said, so who's going to do this if you close this great facility? The talent was incredible. The ball bearings that they made, every single one with love and with care, and that turret, you could flip it with your finger practically. It was just incredible technology. I said, who's going to make our tanks? And I, I ended that order. It was a stupid order. I ended it. And we now have that plant working overtime, making tanks and tanks and tanks. And if we didn't, I mean, you wouldn't have a tank. And believe it or not, tanks are very important. Max's opponent is a guy named Anthony Gonzalez, who's bad news. He's a grandstanding rhino, not respected in D.C., who voted for the unhinged, unconstitutional, illegal impeachment witch hunt, the witch hunt. You know, this guy used to call me. And my people in the office would say, do you know somebody named Gonzalez? I said, no. He's a congressman from Ohio. And I said, so what? Well, tell me about him. What's the story? He wants to go to Ohio in Air Force One because I was coming to Ohio. I came to Ohio a lot, okay? I feel very comfortable. I used to work in Ohio. I used to work in Cincinnati, Ohio. I love the Queen City, Cincinnati. But he wanted to know if he could fly on Air Force One. You know, with all the people in Congress, I think he was just about the only guy ever going. He heard I was going to, uh, could he fly back and forth in Air Force One? I said, I don't know. Who's the guy? I Tell me about him. And I didn't hear much good. But I said, what the hell he's asking? So let him ride. You know, it holds like 400 people. So you put a guy in a seat. Right? And I didn't get to know him too well, but I'd see him on the plane. And then I'd see him go back. And then I'd be going three months later, and he'd call again. Could I go to Ohio on Air Force One? I'd put him on the plane. I'd put him back. And the next thing I heard his name, next time, he was impeaching me. He was impeaching. I don't know. That's, that's not the reason I'm doing this, but I just thought it's a, it's a character trait that was not so good. 
not so good. No, he's a he's a sellout. He's a fake Republican and a disgrace to your state. I will tell you that. And he's not the candidate that you want representing the Republican Party. He's the candidate of Liz Cheney. That's another beauty. Liz Cheney. Mitt Romney. You notice? You notice? The Democrats have horrible policy, right? To fund the police, open borders, sanctuary cities, all of the cancel culture. Let's cancel out George Washington. You see that? They're after George Washington now. I said, I did say two years ago, they may go there. If you're not strong, they're going to go there. But he's a candidate. He works. He likes Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. Earlier this year, Gonzalez voted to grant amnesty to illegal aliens, okay? I thought we were trying to go the opposite way so that we can have our country back and have our borders back. He voted to keep our troops bogged down in Syria, and I got him out. We didn't listen to him too much, not too many people do. And after he voted for impeachment, the Ohio GOP censured Gonzalez and remanded remanded him to you know where, but they demanded that he resign and resign immediately. And he's still hanging in there, you know? Every single Republican needs to vote him out of office and nominate and vote for a really great guy, Max Miller, a passion. He's got a passion for this country like you wouldn't believe. Max, come on up and say hello. This is your territory, Max. Max Miller. for the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. That's right. And come 2024, we're going to get him elected for the third time. That's right. There is no greater fighter that this country has ever had, and I have never had a greater role model than President Donald J. Trump, period. Or none. I need all of your help to get Rhino, Turncoat Tony out of office and to help put an America First conservative into office for the 16th district. God bless you all. God bless President Trump. Thank you. Thank you, Max. Great guy. I can tell you he's a great guy. Also with us, another outstanding candidate for Congress. He's right now, I just saw a poll. Max is doing great, and he's doing great. And his race is very soon. He's filling his seat. And I think he's going to win. He's going to win big. I see there's like 12 candidates, and we endorsed him a couple of weeks ago. And now he's leading by a lot. And he's a wonderful man. I've known him for a long time. Mike Carey. Mike, where are you, Mike? Where is Mike? Come here, Mike. Come here. Don't keep him long, Mike, but say hello. So August 3rd, right, Mike? August 3rd you're running, right? 
So that's sooner than Max. Mike, you got to win, Mike. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank all of you. With his endorsement, the America First agenda, we are now leading by double digits. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank all of you, and God bless America. Thank you, Mike. He's doing a fantastic job. He had a tremendous career, and he's now doing this, and uh, it's going to be a big winner. Both of these people, this is what we need. We're also thrilled to be joined by a person who's actually loved. You don't necessarily hear that, but she's loved and respected, and she's tough and smart and kind. And kind. And she's got such great common sense. Representative Marjorie Taylor Green. Where is she? She's a fighter. He's a fighter. And another one, we just mentioned his name, but I'll mention it again. Come up here, Jim Jordan. Come up. Jim Jordan. This guy, you are so lucky to have him in Ohio. That's all I can say. Well, thank you, Mr. President. They've already heard from me. They want to hear from you. Mostly what they want is for you to run in 2024 and go back to the White House. Thank you all very much. Some of the congressmen and senators, Capitol Hill, they said, you got to see this guy working out. You know, they work out. They're not in good shape. They never were. They were never athletes or anything. And he was a uh, champion, NCAA champ. He was uh, one of the greats. And he works out. And they say, you wouldn't believe this guy. He burns out the machines. The machines are catching. They're like burning out. They're smoking. But, you know, the reason he never wears a jacket, because he's in great shape. Okay? He's in great shape. I say, Jim, are you ever wear a jacket? No, he feels comfortable this way. Me, I'd rather wear a jacket. Most of you, I think, would rather wear a jacket. But he's a great person. He's tough and he's smart and he's uh, incredible. So thank you both. And Marjorie, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. North Dakota Governor Christine Nome, who's been terrific. Where is Christine? Thank you, Christine. Doing a great job. You know, Christy uh, called me two years ago. She said, sir, do you think we could have fireworks at the magnificent, you know, those magnificent faces? I love those faces. Do you think my face will ever be that or not? They all said, you want them now. Let's leave it the way it is. But she called, couldn't we have fireworks, right? And I said, what's the problem? They won't approve it, the Democrats. They wouldn't approve it for years and years and years. 
I said, is there anything that can burn? No. No. Stone. I said, what's the problem? They just won't give it. So we gave it, and we had a night to remember, right? Remember that? That was Suffolk. And the Democrats just announced that they're canceling it. The people of South Dakota, they're canceling it. I, I don't know. They're canceling it. So you have some other alternatives, but nothing could be like those nights, right? Nothing could be like those nights. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And they will not cancel that particular slab that is so beautiful, so incredible. You know, they were talking about, let's take it down. You know, they're not gonna, they were talking about Thomas Jefferson. They want to take it down. We stop that. We stop that. But uh, these people, they're sickos. <laughs> There's no question about it. There's a lot of sickness there. So, Christy, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. And we'll get the fireworks back. We'll get those fireworks back. Okay? Great Mount Rushmore. County commissioners, Michelle Hung and David Moore, and my friend, JJ and Jen Cafaro. Great people. They're great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, JJ, for being here. Thank you. Over the years, our movement achieved more than anyone thought possible. There's never been anything like it. We passed record-setting tax cuts, massive regulation cuts, which I think were even more important than tax cuts in terms of the economy. That's what gave us that incredible base that they're destroying slowly, but it, create, it was so strong that it has some momentum. Regulation cuts, again, nobody's ever seen anything and achieved American energy independence, which by next month will be gone. We'll be buying our oil from the Middle East again, and we'll be buying it from Russia. Remember Russia, Russia, Russia? We ended decades of disastrous trade deals, withdrawing from the terrible Trans-Pacific Partnership, would have destroyed your businesses in Ohio and elsewhere, replacing the NAFTA catastrophe with the brand new and unbelievably successful. You know why I knew it was good? Because Canada didn't want it. Canada didn't want it. Mexico didn't want it either. President of Mexico, by the way, great person, great man, great guy, doing a good job. But we did the USMCA, defending Ohio steel workers and standing up to China like never before. You wouldn't have a steel industry if I didn't do what we did. You would not have. They were dumping steel all over the place, including making them pay tens of billions of dollars for the privilege of doing business in the USA. They have to pay tens. Of, they never gave us 10 cents. And now they're paying tens of billions, but Biden wants to end that. You want to see China take off? Take off those tariffs, okay? Take off the taxes that we charge them. When the virus arrived, we produced three vaccines in record time. They said it would take three years to five years. We got it done in less than nine months. Record, record, record time. And we launched the fastest economic recovery anyone has ever seen. We really built the economy twice, if you think about it. We built it twice. We set Joe Biden up so beautifully. All he had to do is go to the beach, Joe, go to the beach. Would have been so good. Instead, Biden is going to drive our economy and our country into ruin. Biden canceled the American Keystone XL pipeline and its 48,000 jobs for American workers. 
but he approved the Russian pipeline to Europe. That's great. Remember they said, oh, Trump isn't tough on Russia, really. I stopped the pipeline to Europe. I sanctioned them all over the place. And I had a good relationship with Putin, but that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know, that's not bad. You do that is good. And frankly, I had a great relationship also with President Xi of China until we got hit with the virus, and then I couldn't look at him quite the same way, right? You can understand that. And we made a great trade deal that's helping the manufacturers and the farmers like never before. Farmers have never done better because China is living up to that trade deal because they really sort of have to. It's a tough deal. And we got it done, and a lot of people are benefiting. And if you look at North Korea, right? Kim Jong-un, all of a sudden he's talking not nice, and he was talking very nice. I got along with him. I get along with everybody eventually, eventually. Sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. But, you know, getting along with these people, that's a good thing. Remember, President Obama said we're going to war with North Korea. He said virtually inevitable. We didn't go to war with North Korea. We didn't go to war. And we don't want to go to war with North Korea. 9,000 miles away, we didn't want to go. But we did a good job, and the relationship that I have with him, even to this day, is a very good relationship. And that is a good thing. And there are some I don't like, too. Some of them that take advantage of us that you wouldn't even think. Canada was very tough in the United States in trade for a long time until we came along. Other countries in Europe, you take a look at what they do. We protect them militarily, but they're very, very tough on us in trade. How many Chevrolets are sold in Berlin, I asked. And they said, oh, we don't believe any. I said, that's exactly right. No, no, countries that you wouldn't think, they take advantage of us like you wouldn't believe. But Biden re-entered the job-killing Paris Climate Accord, which will devastate Ohio oil and gas, devastate and close large numbers of countries. It's, a, it's trillions of dollars of damage is going to be done. I ended it, and I couldn't believe it. I said, this is going to be a tough day, because it's such a nice name. The Paris Environmental Accord. How nice is that, right? And I ended it. I said, I'm going to get killed. Everybody loved it when I entered it. Everybody loved it. But we have to pay trillions. He put us immediately back without even negotiating. Just the same horrible deal. You know, China doesn't kick in for many years. Russia doesn't kick in. India doesn't kick in. But we kick in. He's pushing trillions of dollars in new spending and the largest tax hike in history. He's putting onto the American people and American industry. It's going to be devastating. He puts America last. We put America first. It's very simple. Very, very simple. Then we rebuilt our military, and we did so much. We did so much. Even right to try. I always mention, you know, many people are being saved with right to try. The FDA is slow as hell. I wouldn't say they love me too much. I push them very hard. But now if people are dying, they're terminally ill, instead of going to Asia, to Europe, to other countries to try and live, which was not very successful, because we have the greatest doctors, scientists, and labs in the world. Now if somebody's terminally ill and we have a cure that we think could be worked out good, but it's going to take four years, five years, they sign a document and they go and they take this new medication, whatever it may be, and it's been unbelievably successful. They've been trying to get it approved for 45 years. We got it approved. But many, many things, what we've done for the vets, we had a 92% approval rating with the vets. 
92%. Nobody's ever had a rating like that. We turned it all around. Under our administration, America was respected again. We were respected by other countries. You don't have these things that we already talked about. You wouldn't have had them go on if the election were not rigged. You wouldn't have that happening. They wouldn't be shooting thousands of missiles into Israel and all of the other things that we talk about, and many that we're not going to talk about because we don't have three nights. We have one beautiful night. It's windy as hell up here, I will tell you that, but it's beautiful. I brought this hat along just in case. Here. Just in case. I brought it, but it is windy as hell up here. We stood up to the enemies of America. We withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal, which was tremendous. Remember all the money, $150 billion and $1.8 billion in cash. $1.8 billion. Think of that crazy deal. And now he wants to make it again. We would have had a deal done with Iran in one week had the election not been rigged and stolen. One week. It would have been done, and other things would have been done, too. We were set up so beautifully, and now all of it's going down the tubes because they don't know what the hell they're doing. We wiped out ISIS. Remember that? ISIS, remember? ISIS was taking over all over the Middle East with the real generals. The real generals, we wiped out ISIS. We knocked them out. We killed al-Baghdadi, the founder of ISIS, who was trying to build it again, and... Kasim Soleimani, gone. He is the father of the roadside bomb that killed so many of our soldiers. He's gone. He's gone. He was killed. We fully rebuilt the United States military, created Space Force. Everybody laughed. Everybody laughed. Remember when uh, the press secretary with the extremely red hair, remember what she said? He laughed at when Space Force was... And she laughed, remember that? And she got decimated by everybody when she laughed because we need Space Force. You know, Russia's up there, big league, and China's up there, big league, and we were just sitting around watching them. And now we have overtaken them in space. It's great. It's great. Already, during my turn. But they'll blow that. We got our allies to pay their fair share when it came to our defending them and NATO. I got $430 billion from them. They weren't paying. I said to other countries, nice countries, but why should they pay if we're not asking? I said, you're delinquent, like a real estate deal. You're delinquent. They said, would you leave if we don't pay? I said, yes, because I have to say that. If I said no, they're not going to pay, right? We got $430 billion. We were paying, in my opinion, close to 100% of the defense of European nations who, excuse the language, screw us on trade. So they take advantage of us on trade, and we defend them for nothing. And in the case of Germany, Germany pays Russia billions and billions of dollars for the pipeline. And yet we defend them against Russia. I said to Angela, who I like a lot, actually. I get along with her actually good. I get along with her very good, but she's tough. And she's smart, and she takes advantage of the United States. I said, so, Angela, we defend you from a country that you're giving billions and billions of dollars to a month. How does that work, Angela? And she just smiled. She just smiled. She knows. 
We recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And at the same time, recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. So we're working on that for 54 years. And we made historic peace deals in the Middle East that nobody thought were even possible. And frankly, if we were there, I think we'd have it totally wrapped up. But I don't see any signs of progress with these people. In fact, they want to go back to negotiating with Iran. It's just not even believable. But now Joe Biden is squandering all of this hard-earned respect that we have or had, bowing down to America's enemies and embarrassing our country on the world stage. You saw that. It was an embarrassment. And yet the fake news said, he reminded me of FDR. I'll never, I'll never forget it. I watched, I watched the semi-State of the Union. It was sort of a weird State of the Union. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi had the single largest mask I've ever seen on a human being. <laughs> the biggest. She had a mask that went up to here. I don't know if it was three masks or one, but it was the biggest, the biggest mask I've ever seen. But I'll never forget, I watched, and I said, that's sad. I said, he's going to be killed by the media. Then I turned on to fake news CNN and MSDNC, and they said, Fox hasn't been so great either, have they? And they said, I thought he was just going to get this. It was a terrible evening. And honestly, if I do a bad speech, I'll tell you it was a bad, that's okay. But I don't do bad speeches, do I? Do I? I don't think so. No. Actually, my best speeches, I get the best reviews when I don't use these suckers. You know, they're too easy. Especially when they're blowing in the wind. Great job, fellas, by the way. You really made a nice. I got this teleprompter that's waving like the American flag, probably. Great job, Frank. Sometimes you have no choice to just wing it. You have to wing it because you have a teleprompter that's moving so rapidly. But, you know, I watched the speech that he made, and I said, man, he's going to get just decimated. This thing is a disaster. I turned into a couple of the competing networks, call them, and they're saying, not since FDR has there been a speech like this. You know, FDR was, I thought he had a magnificent presence, right? He, had a, he would sit up there, and his voice was beautiful and booming and elegant. And you remember so many of his faces, right? The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It was such, so beautiful. Think of that, the way it was said. You always remember it. You can't forget it. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Okay. And they were comparing Biden to FDR. They are fake. They are so fake and so pathetic. And there's so many of them up there. There's so many of them. And they're hurting our country very badly. Honestly, they're hurting our country because they're not real. They're not real. Thank you. Thank you. Are we having a good time, by the way? You know, the subject matter is somewhat depressing, in all fairness. 
because what happened to us on November 3rd should never, ever happen again, should never be allowed to happen again. Biden and the Democrats are weak on China, weak on Iran, weak on trade, weak on the economy, and weak on everything else, except for weaponizing law enforcement to go after Republicans, right? That's the only thing they're strong on. Shortly after taking office, Joe Biden even canceled the U.S. government investigation into the origins of the virus in a China lab. You remember when I said it comes out of Wuhan, it comes out of the lab? They went crazy. Now they're saying, most likely came out of the Wuhan lab. Unlike Biden, I believe that China owes the world and the United States trillions and trillions of dollars, and they have to pay. They have to pay. And as you can see, and you've seen over the last three weeks, the media and the Democrats are now admitting that I was right about everything. You know, the election's over. Now, we won the election anyway, but the election's over, said so they don't care. They don't care. Now they're saying, well, you know, he was right about these things. That's all right. Big deal, right? Big deal. They lied about so many things before the election. And it's not only what they said, it's also what they didn't say. Like Hunter, remember where is Hunter? Where's Hunter? The virus came from a Chinese lab. Hydroxychloroquine actually works. Remember? Remember? I made a mistake on hydroxy. I should have said hydroxychloroquine is a disaster. Please do not use it. They would have said. Instead, I said, it works. And now reports are coming out that it works. They probably destroyed a lot of lives. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. That was an easy one, wasn't it? Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo op. It wasn't. You know, they tried to burn down the church the day before. We got lucky to stop them. They tried. The basement was on fire. The Russian bounty story was a total fake by these guys. Look, the cameras are starting to go off. Oh, the cameras are going off. I better speak fast. Those cameras are going off. They don't like this. They don't like this speech. You know, you have the nice red light at the beginning of the camera. That thing was lit up. All of a sudden, those suckers are off so fast. Don't worry. They'll go back. You know why they go back? Because they get great ratings when we do these things. They'll go back. They'll wait till this section is over. They don't want to talk about certain things. You know what they especially don't want to talk about? The election of 2020, because it's just too easy, too close to home. The first vaccine was known to be effective before the election. Remember when they wouldn't report that the vaccine was effective before the election? Right after the election, oh, the big vaccine story was the greatest thing ever. But before, they wouldn't report it. They wouldn't report it. Blue state lockdowns don't work. They didn't want to talk about it. And our children should be back in school. They don't want to talk about that either. We were also right about Joe Biden and the Democrats' extremism on open borders, on socialism, on taxes, on energy, on 
the Green New Deal hoax. That's the next hoax. You know, you have the crime of the century, which I consider to be the election of 2020. I consider that. If you look at all the people that are dying on the border, you look at all of the bad things that are happening to our country, I consider it to be the crime of the century. But the Green New Deal is a crime because it's a total con job. Everybody knew this during the campaign, but the fake news media refused to talk about it because they will say and do anything to destroy our great MAGA movement, which is a movement based on strength and peace and law and order. And above all else, it's a movement based on common sense. Common sense. There's never been a movement like it. There has never been. You know, over the years, I've seen people, if they did fairly well in a primary 30 years ago, they become stars fairly well. We won the election twice. And it's possible we'll have to win it a third time. It's possible. said to me, not on our side, this is a very liberal person, but sort of an honest person, said to me, you know, I've been covering elections for a long time, long, long time. I've never seen anything like the election of 2020. You had 58 rallies. The average crowd had to be 25, 30. Look at tonight. I mean, look at this. This is not even election territory other than you got to get Mike and Max in there and Max's going to be in a little while longer. Mike, don't forget, August 3rd. But think of it, think of it. He said, I've never seen anything like it, where you'd have a rally some days on one day notice, and you'd have 30, 40, 50,000. Butler, Pennsylvania, 58,000 people on a couple of days, right? And we're up by so much, and then the next day they say, Trump lost Pennsylvania. It's not possible, right? Not possible. We had 58,000 people in a beautiful, small community in Pennsylvania show up on a couple of days' notice, right? Showed up. And then they say, like, Biden's coming to town. And they have eight circles, right? And they can't fill them. So they go back and they get the fake news. Could you please stand in a circle? And they get reporters to stand in the And then they say, Trump lost Pennsylvania. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think all you have to do is look at every stat, and it's all coming out now, you know? And people are coming forward. People are coming forward like never before. You're seeing what's happening, or you soon will see what's happening. But think of it, 75 million voters. The same reporter said, you know, it was incredible. Whether you're on your side or the other side, we've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. He said, what was the difference between... 2016 when you won, and 2020 when you lost. I said, the difference was we did much better the second time. It's true. You know, I was told that we got 63 million votes, right? I was told that if we get 65 by the best pollster, one of the great pollsters, you have a few of them that are really good, but John McLaughlin, he says, sir, if you get 65, meaning if you go up two, now most presidents go down. Obama went down. He went down much lower the second time. He got fewer votes the second time, far fewer. 
And I understand that. That's the way it works. But we went up 12 million. But I was told if we go up 2 million, we win. We went up 12 million, and we so-called lost. But we didn't lose. We didn't lose. We didn't lose. But I said the big difference is that we did much better the second time. And think of it. 63 million compared to almost 75 million. And don't forget, that's 75 million. What's the real number? With all of the shenanigans, what's the real number? The Socialist Democrats see this better than anyone else. They know exactly what went on, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. You know, it's interesting. Hillary Clinton can complain about the election. By the way, she is the single most unhappy person in the United States because she said, why didn't you do that for me? Why didn't you create votes for me? Because she said, I was much closer. Bad things, bad, bad things. Why didn't you create her for Hillary Clinton? I do ask that question. Actually, the truth is, we got them by surprise in 2016. And in 2020, they planned for four years. They said, this is not going to happen again. They planned it out. Earlier this year, the Biden administration issued new rules pushing twisted critical race theory into classrooms across the nation and also into our military, our generals and our admirals are now focused more on this nonsense than they are on our enemies. You see these generals lately on television? They, they are woke. Our military will be incapable of fighting and incapable of taking orders. You're going to tell some private, private, stand up. You stand up right now. I'm not standing up. You can't talk to me that way, General. We're going to have a whole different ballgame here. I don't know how they're going to work that out. The, the private's going to tell the general, don't you ever speak to me that way, general. I'll kick your ass. That's our military. That's where we're going. Woke. I know some of these guys. Boy, they changed quickly. They went right over to the other side. I heard that about a couple of them. The military brass have become weak and ineffective leaders, and our enemies are watching and they're laughing. We need a Republican Congress to ban critical race theory. You know, I had it banned through executive order, and it was fine. And then when we didn't get in, they immediately reinstituted it, but we're all gone. But they have to get it out of our schools, and they have to ban it in our workplaces, and ban it in our states, and ban it in federal agencies, and ban it in our military, maybe most importantly. In addition, if government-run schools are going to teach children to hate our country and racism, 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 parents must be given the power to opt out of the horrible, horrible schools. They're being forced to send their kids to these schools, and we have to provide school choice. And we were a long way to getting it. The radical left is trying to rip our nation apart, and there is no depth to which they will not sink. You've seen it, you've seen it, and you've seen it strongly. Just can't have it. There's no better example than the election that we talk about and talk about so proudly because we did so well. The 2020 presidential election was rigged. We won the election in a landslide. 
You know it. I know it. And you know who else knows it? The fake news knows it. Democrats and their allies in big tech and in the fake news media viciously did everything possible to deny our victory and to delay the count so they could figure out how many votes were needed to drag Joe Biden across the finish line. You know that. Now they censor, conceal, and smear you. If you look into the election today, and I saw the other day where they were saying, we are going to look into the election. I said, that's great. No, they're not looking into that. They're looking into the people that want the truth. They're not looking into the election. The election was the lie. That was the big lie. You know, they talk about the big lie. They always say, while it is totally disproven, you know, every sentence, like every sentence they say, well, it's a, no, it's totally disproven in the opposite way. But the big lie is what took place on the evening and the morning, November 3rd, November 4th, November 5th. And they know it, and they don't want to talk about it. You ever notice how I was going to say, so Hillary Clinton's allowed to talk about it, right? Stacey Abrams, she said she won for governor. By the way, we might have been better if she did win for governor of Georgia, if you want to know the truth. We might have had a better governor if she did win. But Stacey Abrams goes around saying she won the election. Nobody says anything. Hillary Clinton says she won the election. Nobody says anything. I say we won the election. That's terrible. That's terrible. Isn't it a, isn't it a terrible situation? All these geniuses are running for office and... They're doing good, and we're going to introduce them in a couple of seconds, and we're having a good time. And we'll just keep it going. Should we keep it going or get the hell out of here? For the first time in history, they mass mail tens of millions of absentee ballots and ballot applications to every person on the rolls, dead or alive, legal or illegal, resident or non-resident of our country. They installed millions of dollars worth of illegal unmanned drop boxes. How about these drop boxes where there were 96% for Joe Biden? The vote was 96 for Biden, and some of them showed up very, very late. They say, where are they? Oh, they come the next day. 96% for Biden. And, you know, I was told that you can give $5,600, but Zuckerberg gave $500 million to all of this stuff. Now, that's legal, right? That's legal? I don't think so. And the whole lockbox scam... That's another thing. That's just one of many things they did. In fact, what happened here is what the State Department used to criticize in communist countries, illegal use of absentee ballots. They went after them very strongly. Opposition observers ejected. They would take the opposition observers like they did in Detroit, and they did in Atlanta, and they did in Philadelphia where you had more votes than you had voters. Other than that, it was a very good election, but you had more votes than you had voters. Other than that, it was wonderful. But they did a North Korean-style turnout. This is what they talked about. Illegally altered vote tabulation data. All of these things, this is what they used to talk about. These things happened, they said, in Ukraine in 2004. Now, to a large extent, they happen here. We'll prove it. We'll be out there fighting. You have incredible American patriots. You have incredible American patriots. You know, I saw one here. I didn't even know he was coming. Where is Mike? 
The pillow man, where is he? I saw him. Mike Lindell. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. He's out there fighting. He is a patriot, and he's got people fighting with him. They are really patriots. And, you know, I think when we have – look at the crowd. They're going up. I'm not sure that even Jim got as big a hand as you, okay? But they're going up. Look at this crowd going as far as the eye can see. They're all giving you a standing ovation. So we appreciate it, Mike. We appreciate it. But there's mountains, there's Mike, but as many, many people will tell you, including the gentleman that spoke before you this evening, I understand there's just mountains of evidence, including on camera in the middle of the night when ballots were pulled from under the tables, you saw that, after Republican poll watchers were kicked the hell out of the counting rooms, you saw that with the woman with the tables, they said, there's a massive... There is a massive water main leak. Everybody leave. They all ran out for their lives. They ran out so fast. And then this group of people came in and they started stuffing the ballot boxes. That's all it was. It's a terrible thing. That was in Georgia where they said everything was so wonderful. And by the way, now they're saying they're going to delete over 100,000 names. I said, why the hell didn't you delete them before the election, not after the election? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do it before the election? Ballots were wheeled in through back doors and swing states days after the election. They had no idea that we were going to win by this much. You know, they thought it was going to be a close election. And then all of a sudden they see these massive numbers in Pennsylvania. I hear now that Wisconsin is looking very, very seriously. And I respect Wisconsin so much. It's a great state. They're looking very seriously. Pennsylvania is really starting to take this very seriously. And Michigan is not, I don't tell you, you can't get, you can't get those uh, Republicans. That, some are great, by the way, but Michigan is uh, not doing the job. They're right by you. You know, how do you, win, how do you win Ohio by so much record numbers and lose Michigan? There's one way I can tell you. There's one way. But the rhinos in Michigan Senate are not doing anything, so I think the people are really starting to push them very strongly. But I want to thank Pennsylvania. I want to thank Wisconsin. They're really starting to move, and they don't like what they're seeing. In Montana, over 6% of a certain county's mail-in ballots are missing evidence to prove that if they were legitimate or not. They're missing all of this evidence, and think of it. Montana, you know, a lot of a lot of mail-in ballots. Wherever you have the mail-in ballots, by the way, do you see the fraudulent votes in New York City for the congressional race? I actually think that the woman Democrat lost, okay? But they were weeks and weeks. They couldn't figure it out. They were all gone. I could figure it out. But those mail-in ballots are treacherous, the way they can manipulate them, get rid of them, lose them. Affidavits from hundreds and hundreds of poll workers and poll watchers and witnesses across the country were signed under penalty of perjury, but they were silenced and never, ever heard in court because many of our judges were gutless. And our Supreme Court, I must say, 
I am ashamed of our Supreme Court. I'm ashamed. They were not allowed to be seen or be used. I won 18 out of 19 bellwether counties. When that happens, you win. When that happens, you win. If you win Ohio and if you win Florida, you win. If you win Ohio and you win Florida and you win Iowa, and all by big numbers, big, big win in Florida, all by big numbers, when that happens, nobody's ever lost. Nobody's ever lost. This was the scam of the century, and this was the crime of the century. We swung the previously Democrat star county on the border of Texas, gained a half million votes in Los Angeles County, and doubled my vote total in a place called the Bronx, because we did great with Hispanics, and we did great with the African-American community. But it didn't matter that much. Vote counting is an amazing thing. And yet we're told Joe Biden, who couldn't fill 12 circles in a high school gym, got 81 million. You know, the 75 is the largest vote in the history of our country for a sitting president, right? No president has ever gotten anywhere even close to that number. One poll manager who worked in Fulton County, Georgia for two decades said that she witnessed thousands and thousands of counterfeit ballots for Joe Biden with identical photocopied markings. They were all identical. They were all done identically. How does that happen? She was pressured to drop her claim and then she was fired very, very viciously. Instead of hearing evidence from election fraud experts, rhinos in Michigan are calling for sham investigations to shut down. Shut it down immediately, say these rhino Republicans. Shut it down immediately. Even though Detroit is perhaps the single most corrupt election area in the United States. You heard what happened there. The number of votes and the number of voters. And these guys say, shut it down. Somebody's going to have to say, why do they want it shut down? 55% of voters support election audits. And again, I want to thank the brave Republican senators in the state of Arizona for what they're doing. Because they saw what was happening. And I have nothing to do. What, what's going to happen is... They are going to issue a report at some time in the not-too-distant future, and it'll be very interesting to see. But that's them doing it. This is the Senate, State Senate of Arizona. Let's see how that comes out. But I guess it's going to be coming out very, very soon. And a lot of states have gone to watch them, and they've come away with praise, real praise. So let's see how that turns out. Arizona, it's a big deal. And a lot of things are happening now in the state of Georgia with all of the cancellation and all of the things that they're doing and all of the votes that they're taking out of the system and all of the dead people that they're finding. These are dead people. Some of the dead people requested an application and then voted. Even 30% of Democrats think there was cheating in the election and 78% of the Republicans think there was major, major cheating. Think of that. How do you have a government? You've got to solve this problem because you can't have a country. You know, I say you need borders. You can't have a country without borders. Well, you can't have a country that's not going to have elections that are real and free, and people have to know that they're real and free. Otherwise, you don't have a country. You don't have a country. Our government spent four years 
and $48 million on a fabricated witch hunt about Russia, Russia, Russia. Hillary Clinton's the one that paid for it. you believe it? She paid for it. Her and, and the DNC. Think of the DNC. They paid for it. After years, they learned. How about this? Four years went on from the day I came down the escalator with our great former first lady. From the day I came down. And at the end, they said, no collusion. A friend of mine called up and said, you have to be the most honest person in history. They spent $48 million. They had 18 angry Democrats, really angry Democrats, and they got nothing. Pretty amazing, right? I have friends that say they couldn't have done that. But now if you question an election and you fight for the Constitution, like the greatest mayor in the history of the city of New York, Rudy Giuliani, they cancel your law license. Radical left-wing Democrats, they cancel your law license and the FBI agents go and raid your home like they did to Rudy Giuliani. Think of it. He was the greatest mayor in the history of the city. He took a city that was almost as bad as it is now with crime and he solved the problem and he made it a hot, great place. And this is the way they treat him. It's a very, very sad and very, very dangerous time for our country. This corrupt establishment is censoring, blacklisting, and persecuting people who call them out on their flagrant lies and deceit, like the results of the election. People are getting called out for questions, but they don't, again, they don't question people with Hillary, and they don't question many other people that falsely claim, because I say that's real falsely claim. She couldn't even get back in. The big, and we have big back in. We have a big, big group of people and good people, patriotic people. The biggest tragedy of all is millions of Americans have lost confidence in their vote. We can't let that happen. And that's why I say you have to know what took place in 2020 before you can vote in 2022 or 2024. You have to know. You know, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends, great people. And patriots, and they love me, and everything is good. They say, President, don't look back. Look forward. You're leading in every poll. You're going to win the election so big in 24. Don't look back. And you know what I say? You have to look back. You have to look back. We won the election in 2020. Who the hell knows what's going to be in 2024? We won't even have a country left. We're not going to have a country left. And if we don't figure it out, we're not going to be in a position to win in 2022 or 2024. We'll never stop fighting for the true results of this election, and it's moving along rapidly, whether it's Democrats or rhinos who stand in our way. And, you know, in many cases, the rhinos are worse than the Democrats. They think they can run our country like a dictatorship, but the American people are very smart, courageous, and unafraid, and we will not let that happen. We can't. We can't. Remember, I'm not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I'm the one that's trying to save American democracy. Republicans across the country are uniting around a plan to fully secure every future election 
with the voter ID. Now, all of a sudden, the Democrats, they fought it for years. Now it's a 90% issue in the polls. And the Democrats, well, we always liked voter ID. Do you believe this one? They always liked voter ID for the first time. Universal signature verification, citizenship confirmation, chain of custody integrity controls, updated voter rolls, which are just terrible. What's, it's just terrible, the voter rolls. Illegal aliens allowed to vote, strong protection of poll watchers. In Philadelphia, in Detroit, they literally harassed innocent Republican poll watchers the hell out of a building. For days and days and days, as this election went on, it was a terrible thing they did. Illegal drop boxes and restoring the time-honored tradition of in-person voting on Election Day. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? They used COVID in order to cheat. They used COVID in order to rig the election and in order to steal the election. They used COVID. That's as simple as it gets. With the help of everyone here tonight and patriots all across the country, we will do all that we are supposed to be doing and much more when we win giant Republican majorities next year. Also with us tonight, by the way, are some of the great people running for the Senate. Mike Gibbons, Mike, thank you very much, Mike. Jane Timken did a great job at the Republican Party. Jane, where is Jane? Jane, thank you, Jane. Great job. Bernie Marino. Bernie, thank you very much. Thank you, Bernie. And Mrs. Marino, thank you very much. And Josh Mandel. Thank you, Josh. Hey, do you want to take a poll? Ready? Who likes Jane Timken? Who likes Josh Mandel? What about Gibbons? Who likes Gibbons? I think we'll get out of this poll stuff, huh? We'll get out. We'll get out. But uh, they're great people. They're working hard. I do love those polls, though. Those polls usually turn out to be very accurate. And, you know, you have a guy running, Tim Ryan. He's a disaster. He's a stiff. He's a total stiff between him and his uh, counterpart with the, you know, with the lover from China, the, the Chinese lover who happens to be a spy. Right? Eric Swalwell. How about Swalwell? Is he the worst between him? Think of it. Shifty shift. These people. They walk out. We will take strong action against President Trump for his relationships with Russia. I'm saying, the hell do I have to do with Russia? I'm trying to figure it out. These people are really dishonest people. Tim Ryan is a disaster. He's a guy who failed Ohio and his district. He couldn't even get the vote that he needed in his own district in the last election. He's laughed at all over Washington. He's disrespected in Washington. He talks about workers all the time he's talking about workers but he does nothing for the worker it was all of the things that i did my trade deals my tariffs my energy policies my reduced taxes and regulations and everything else that's what happened to our workers in this country and that's why 
we came up with numbers the likes of which we had 160 million people working. There's never been anything like it. In 2020, I became the first Republican since Ronald Reagan to win a place called Lorraine County. Has anyone ever heard of it? Has anyone ever heard of it? Next year, the Republican red wave is going to begin right here with the Republican Congress. We will fight for more jobs for Ohio families, fair trade for Ohio workers, and more Ohio factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful, beautiful phrase, made in the USA. Made in the USA. We will stand up to China, make them pay trillions in reparations and ensure that America, not China, dominates the future. We will defend American sovereignty. We will secure America's borders and we will end illegal immigration, that dangerous, horrible term once and for all. We will break up big tech monopolies, reject left-wing cancel culture, and we will restore the right to free speech in America. We will protect innocent life, we will defend our Constitution, and we will proudly uphold Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will care for our veterans, continue to strengthen our military, and give our police officers, border patrol, ICE, and law enforcement of all kinds 100% support. There will be no defunding. We will restore patriotic education to our schools, and we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. No matter how powerful the sinister forces, we are up against may seem, and they do look powerful, and they get more powerful as we get weak. And we got weak over the last five months, very, very pathetic and very, very weak. We must never forget this country does not belong to them. It belongs to you, the American people. This is your home. This nation is your heritage. And our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. The people of this land will not be ruled and talked down to by corrupt politicians, petty tyrants, left-wing bullies, or socialist bureaucrats in a place called Washington, D.C. It's not going to happen. Our ancestors are the people that crossed an ocean for the right to live and pray and speak as they saw fit. They are the people who risk everything, they risk everything. Think of what, you're here and you're generally happy, not necessarily 100% because of what took place. But they are the people who risk their lives to boldly declare their independence and then defeated the most powerful military on earth to win their freedom. Brave, incredible, brilliant people. And our ancestors are the people who tamed the great wilderness 
settled the vast continent, laid down the railroads, raised up the skyscrapers, and poured out their blood, sweat, and tears to build this country into the greatest nation in the history of the world, and we're not going to let it go. We will respect our heroes like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson. They will not be taken from us. America is still the nation that conquered the Wild West, that vanquished the murderous dictators, that ended the evil empires, and that sent a brave young man from Ohio to a plant. Think of it. Sent, you know who the man I'm talking about is? Who am I talking about? Do you know who it is? The stars and stripes are on the face of the moon. Do you know who the man is, right? Do you know? Uh, you know? He, you know who it is. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is nothing that we cannot do. There is absolutely nothing we cannot match. There is no challenge that you will let us down. You will never let us down. The people of Ohio will never let us down. The people of our country will never let us down. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never back down. We will never, ever surrender. My fellow Americans, our movement is far from over. In fact, our fight has only just begun. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. So with American pride swelling in our hearts and American courage stirring in our souls, I say these words to you tonight. We will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, there you had it. Okay, folks, I hope you uh, enjoyed the speech as much as I have. That was like the second or third time uh, that I watched that uh, on the video. Now, I know here it's just uh, audio, um, so I do appreciate uh, uh, listening to it. I like having these as part of the archive uh, for the program. You know, for, I mean, they're historic, for one. So it's always good to uh, to have that. So we do have our callers, of course. Uh, if you'd like to chime in on the speech, uh, certainly push the one on your number dial. If you uh, get you in, if you are a Skype caller, uh, push into the green room so that I can get your name. Uh, so we do have some folks on the call if you'd like to chime in. Now, one of the things I mentioned in the beginning of the show is how 
we've got some judges that are going, I think, are going off the rails when it comes to COVID. And I've got a couple articles here uh, that I'm going to discuss, but I, I want to get these uh, this out. I mean, i got plenty of commentary uh, I could do as well in the speech, uh, but I don't want to get to South to know a lot of times <laughs> this material I like to get onto on the show and we just never get to it, but this I definitely want to. Because, uh, again, what I mentioned earlier is while President Trump is out there fighting for the freedom of America and Ohio, there is a Franklin, same state, the Franklin County Common Pleas Court Judge, Richard Fry who is using his power as a judge and in sentencing to coerce uh, those convicted to take the COVID-19 shot. And I've got a, an, an article here, uh, and then it's got a little audio, too. We'll, you know, we'll play with it. But it says, uh, and this isn't on the Barnes Logic website, um, so www.barnslogicpoliticaltalk.com, uh, and you can go to the uh, to all the different pages uh, on there, but you know, check it out also for the Bards Logic Newsroom, okay? Um, and so it's got here. Don't you just hate me to try to read an article and a pop up comes up? So the article here is uh, called, it's, uh, a Franklin County judge admits to WSYX that he's mandating COVID 19 vaccinations as conditions of probation in his courtroom. Sorry, my daughter was texting me. <laughs> I said, yes, the pause. Here, I'm trying to do the show. My daughter keeps texting me. Um, anyway, it says, uh, now some offenders affected are speaking out to say it's not right. Quote, the whole atmosphere of the courtroom changed, said criminal uh, offender Sylvain Latham, who was sentenced for a gun and drug charge last week for common pleas court Judge Richard Fry. Now, I'm in no way defending these, uh, you know, these criminals, and I'm not putting any criminals up on a pedestal or or doing anything they did with George Floyd. But this is what judges are doing. Um, it says everyone had a look on their face. I broke character and asked my attorney, "Can he do this?" Out of 20 sentencing Judge Fry conducted last week, three including requirements to get the vaccination within 30 days and provide proof to the probation department. Judge Fry told WSYX that none of the offenders had a religious or medical objection to the unprecedented court order term. Uh, I know Judge Fry's reputation, said Latham. I know he's known for giving the max time. I don't want to go to jail. I also don't have the ones who have five years probation. Latham told WSYX that his attorney struck a deal with prosecutors, which was three years probation. However, when he stood before the judge at sentencing, terms had changed. He said Judge Fry told him he could choose between five years probation or just one year on the condition that he received the COVID vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine. I'm shaking at this point. I don't like where this is going, said Latham who decided on the terms of the vaccine in the moment. I felt like it's another overstep, especially when he asked me if I'd get it, and I said, I really don't want to get it, said Latham. So far, Latham has not received the vaccine and plans to contact the ACLU. 
Judge Fry told WSYX that he does not know yet what he will do if any offenders order to take the vaccine refused. That's not like picking up trash, said Latham. I know I'm, your, I'm in your courtroom, and you have the absolute say-so over things, but I feel like that's my health. Neither the, the Ohio Attorney General or Franklin County Prosecutor uh, wanted to comment on the matter. So here's a little audio I've got uh, of the report you know, for this. Please Port Richard Fry tells me he started using the COVID-19 vaccine as a term of probation in his courtroom last week, but not for everyone. He ordered it three times out of 20 different sentencing. Nope, you believe I accidentally, accidentally exit out of there, if you could believe that. Uh, so I'll uh, try to bring on that uh, that audio. Apologize for that. I'll look going through some. Uh, I don't know why it stopped. It just stopped on me. So here we go. I'll cue it back up for you. Hearings. I did talk to one of those three offenders today, and he tells me he feels very strongly about this and feels that this order violates his civil rights. What happened? One week to the day. Uh, the case was about. Um a gun charge and some drugs. Franklin County criminal offender Stilton Latham tells me he stood before common police court judge Richard Fry. I know Judge Fry's reputation. I know he's known for giving people max time, jail time, all that. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to have five years probation. Latham thought his attorney struck a deal with prosecutors to three years probation. But during his sentencing hearing, I was stressed out right then. I didn't know what to do. I was kind of, I was very put, my, very myself put on the spot. Latham said the judge told him he'd give him the five-year max unless he got a COVID-19 vaccine. With the shot, Latham said his probation would be cut down considerably to just one year. I'm shaking at this point, like I don't really like where this is going. In the moment, Latham agreed. Now his terms of probation state he must get the shot in the next 30 days and provide proof to the probation department. He has your future in his hands. Do you feel that's an overstep? I feel like it is an overstep, especially when he asked me would I get it, and I said I really don't want to get it. I spoke with Judge Fry by phone. He tells me of the three cases in which he ordered COVID-19 vaccinations, none of the offenders said they had a religious or medical objection. He said this is him doing his part to inch the community closer to herd immunity. He, he said something about a new Delta strain out attacking, like, black people, but I, I haven't had any symptoms. I told him I've been fine. Like, I just went to the hospital for strep throat, and they didn't try to give me the vaccine. So. Nathan tells me he's not trying to get out of punishment for his crimes, but also doesn't feel injections into his body should be part of the time. Not, like, how do you, that's my health. There's a little bit more to that uh, that video, and but you know we could get to that later. But I mean, what is going on when you have judges? Uh, you, you know, you have judges who are actually say part of their their punishment is to take the COVID vaccine. It's unbelievable. And then today, uh, for anyone following the case, um, I know I was following some. I was a big fan of Allison Mack. Uh, 
uh, who played on Smallville. Uh, you know, I was following the story there, and it's, it's pretty a complex story, so I'm not going to get in a lot of the details uh, on this episode. Uh, but I've got here where basically, you know, I won't read the, you know the articles because I don't want to get commentary for tonight's show and, and get other people who'd like to, to talk uh, the opportunity because uh, we do only have about an hour left. And don't let your mics uh, or your phones drop, or you won't be able to get back in the show. But basically, you know, for her sentencing hearing, basically, if you were going to attend, you had to show. You didn't have to wear a mask. It wasn't about wearing a mask. It wasn't about social distancing. This guy, Senior District States, uh, Senior United States District Judge Nicholas uh, Garofum, who's a Bill Clinton appointee, uh, basically said, you have to show, in order to go into the room, you have to show proof that you were vaccinated. Now, what the hell is he going to do if the defendant wasn't vaccinated? No, I'm not, it doesn't tell here whether the defendant was. But it says all attendees, including counsel for the parties, media representatives, and members of the public, are advised that proof of COVID-19 vaccination will be required for entrance to the ceremonial courtroom. All attendees will be required to provide the court with, listen to this, listen to this. This is what I'm saying. These, these judges are getting out of hand. All attendees will be required to provide the court with their name and contact information for contact tracing purposes. So not only do they have to prove that they got the vaccine, they also had to, you know, give them basically how to find them so they could do contact tracing. These are judges. Personally, and, you know, Kelly chimes in, but maybe we can hear more about him from him. But personally, I think those these judges should be impeached. I mean, unbelievable. The uh, yeah, that, I think for both of them, that's an overstep of their power to say you can't come in, you can't come in here. And what he's going to realize, the, the people pay for this. This isn't his private uh, courtroom. It's not his. It's the people's courtroom. And for him to say, you know, we pay our tax dollars. For him to say, look, you know, you got to prove. Uh, you got your, your vaccine shot, and then you also got to provide your name and your contact information for contact tracing. And then, you know, and then the first judge we talked about saying, hey, I'll, I'll decrease your sentence from your three, five, you know, year probation down to one year. If you get the, if you get the COVID shot, I mean, this is absolutely preposterous. So something's got to be done. I mean, these are judges. That's why, I, personally, I think uh, I, judges being appointed, you, well, I mean, I know there's so many judges, it would be kind of hard to elect. That's not impossible to elect every judge, you know, that, that's out there. But, I mean, come on. I mean, these guys, I do, I think these guys need to be impeached for, you know, for, for overstepping their, 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 their boundaries. You know, I mean, I mean, is it the medieval times? You know, whether whether you know forcing you to do bodily harm. You know, is, or, or you, are you going to get exiled? You know, <laughs> you're exiled from the courtroom if you don't prove that you have your vaccination shot. And then we're not only going to, you know, you, you know, not even give you a threat of exile. 
we want to find out where your place is so we can, we can come and trace you. I mean, it's unbelievable. But anyway, back to his speech, back to Trump's speech, his first straight, uh, speech uh, of the 2022 election uh, campaign, uh, first speech uh, that he's been of his rallies uh, since Biden was installed into the White House. Then, I mean, first point is, like, look, we have to, and I agree, we have to take the House and the Senate back in 2022. Now they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna try everything to steal this election again. They, they just are. We, you know, we know it. So it, it's, it's gonna make it even harder, you know, I think, to win. Now I think that the way Biden is going now, I just don't, and the Democrats, I just don't see how that they can maintain the House and the Senate without some type of cheating. I mean, frankly, I think they cheated in Georgia. I think they used the same tactics in Georgia for those two Senate seats uh, as they did during the general elections. I mean, it was pretty much, in my understanding of it, the, the, the same setup where, you know, the Republicans were winning, and then all of a sudden, towards the end of the day, oh, here comes all these Democrat votes. So I definitely, you know, so that's got to be done. And I think he's not only, now he said he's only campaigning for the people for 2022. But I think he's also campaigning for himself. I mean, I think I think Trump is going to run. Of course, that's why you know there's these indictments going against him and his CFOs, you know, of the companies you know there in New York. Uh, and then also, of course, you probably heard about you know Rudy Giuliani and how you know these New York courts. And with my, through my understanding, it without any type of um, you know. I had a, a brain, you know. They, they, yeah, they just took his, they took his law license away, you know, without. Uh, darn it, I'm having a brain freeze. Sorry, guys. Uh, but but, they, but the point is, is they took his his law license away. He can't practice law, um, you know, in in New York. So I mean, they're they're going to come after it. I said this a long time ago for months. It's going to be like the Gestapo. We even had a, an episode, you know, on on Bard's logic, you know, that you can they can refer to. And again, you can find those by going to www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com. On the left, you'll see just you know, bright yellow box, or maybe not bright, but a yellow box where you can get to all the archives. Uh, click that and check out that episode uh, for that. So. The only way they, and again, I think, and I think the only way that they're going to be able to do that is, is to cheat. And the elections are dire. I mean, it's we're in a dire spot. I mean, the, 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 luckily you still have some Democrats like Manchin, but you know, but I, I don't like to have to rely on Manchin because you just don't really know about that guy, right? So, yeah, I, I, you, you don't want to you don't want to rely on that. So, luckily they've they've been able to keep them at bay with HR one. You know, SR1, they're going to keep it at bay, but who knows how long they're going to be able to do that. So, the, as I said, the elections are dire, and I think we all, we all, we all know that. Now, we are to the point, we are in Bart's logic after dark, so if you uh, don't let your mics or your phones drop, or else unfortunately we won't be able to call back in uh, to the show. Again, if you want to chime in, just push the one on your number dial and get you in. And 
again, I, yeah, so I think this is only just a, a rally for uh, for Max Miller, who, you know, he didn't he, he, he give him an endorsement. I kind of hoping, uh, you know, Joel Schultz, who I'm hoping he'd come on because he was actually there at the rally. So I was kind of wanting to get somebody's perspective, someone who was, you know, who was there. I would like to have gone, but it was, it was just not tenable because of my work schedule. Uh, for me to be able to go out there because it, it was about a four hours away. And then, to my understanding, you would have had to gotten there pretty early uh, in order to be able to get, even get in. I mean, they said you would have had to been there till you know, at like 9 o'clock in the morning uh, just to be able to get in lines. And, I, you know, I, I heard that there was like 20,000 people at this rally. And so – you know, it would have been, unfortunately, because of my work schedule, it would have just been untenable. I wouldn't have been able to leave until the afternoon uh, for that. So, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it and, and not able to get the time off <laughs> as well. Maybe with other rallies, because, again, he's, you know, he's going to have others. I mean, his next rally, if you're in the Florida area, uh, he is going to be in Sarasota, Florida, on July the 3rd. Uh, and I think that's going to be an interest dynamic when he goes down to Florida. Because as you heard, the crowd, they were screaming four more years, four more years. The people want, you know, Trump to run again. And again, I, I think he's, he's already starting to campaign. And one thing I think Trump should do, which would, would be smart, is that anywhere, and I think he probably could have done this more in 20, you know, 2020, is that anywhere that, people, that it's faltering, the states are faltering, you know, with their economy, whether it's, you know, because of illegal immigration or, you know, whatever, Trump should just follow Biden around and just show everybody on how he is hurting their individual state. I think that would be, I mean, he's got, he's got, you know, three years to campaign to do that, right? And so, well, not three years, but I think he's got up until, you know, 2022, starting in 2023 to do that, that he should go out and just go to all these different states and prove, even if, even if they're, you know, strong blue states, to go in there and, and, and prove, you know, you know, he's not, you know, the, how Biden and his policies aren't good, aren't good for that state. But anyway, so back to Florida, is that a lot of people are starting to tout a Trump-DeSantis ticket, which frankly I think would be a powerful ticket. Now, has my prognostications on, on tickets been accurate? Uh, you know, the past couple elections, uh, I, hate, I hate to say they have not been. Um, I was hoping for a Trump-Gingrich uh, ticket, which I still think, I mean, who knows? I mean, Gingrich maybe, maybe not would have done the same thing as, as Pence when it comes to the election. I don't know. But after having a conversations on the, the new inner circle, which because of my work schedule, Oh, I tell you, I wish I was retired. But anyway, <laughs> I wish I got paid to do the show, or else I could be able to uh, focus more on it uh, <laughs> instead of uh, just not being my day job. Um, then I can't put as much time in, in, the, in the gathering things as I'd like. Uh, but anyway, uh, whether – again, yeah, I haven't been to the inner circle for a little bit. You know, I've had some disagreements with Newt. Uh, because one, I mean, he's he's not real big on you know these primaries where they're primarying the you know other Republicans. He, I mean, I guess he just don't think it's good for the party. But I think it's important. I mean, I think it's important to have you know Schultz on. It's important to have 
you know, these, these primaries with, you know, Lombardi. You know, he mentioned Max Miller, which, again, not our, you know, not my guy who I wanted to, uh, you know, I thought would be a great. I mean, and maybe this Max Miller, I mean, uh, would be great, too. I do have – actually, I did reach out to him this evening to – or this campaign person <laughs> uh, this evening to have him come on to the show. So, of course, I'll keep you uh, – keep you updated on that. I'm still trying to reach back again for Jim Renacy, uh, who's going to be running against uh, Mike DeWine in Ohio. Uh, for that, we've got a, you know, a couple other people we're, we're, we're working on getting on the show. I know there was uh, a guy Steve wanted to get on. Give you an update on that since we're, we're, we're on that vein. Is that Steve, he's one of the, our, you know, our callers, regular has been, been one of our regular callers, uh, was wanting me to get a guy in called Fritz uh, Springmeyer. Now, apparently, I mean, it looks like he read my, my message and read my invitation there on Facebook. At this point, that's the only uh, way to contact him. But, you know, at this point, he is not uh, – it looks like he looked – I think he looked at it because he got a little check mark on it. I mean, I'm not on Facebook enough, so I'm not sure if it, if it means that they've they seen it or if it was just sent. I think, actually, if their, if their icon – is there next to the the message? It means that they've seen it. So perhaps he didn't even see the message yet. Um, but again, I'm not that versed on Facebook. I spend more time on Twitter, which is, you know, a lot of times I think that's a a waste of time too, especially bantering back and forth with some of these liberals. But sometimes it's fun. But anyway, so a lot of people are pushing for I think a Trump DeSantis ticket, which again, my prognostication is <laughs> at least on this. I, I've been. I think my uh, pronunciation for a lot of other things have been pretty spot on. But when it comes to running mates, eh, uh, not so much. <laughs> so, but, yeah, again, but I think it's a real strong possibility um, for DeSantis, maybe a known. Personally, I think DeSantis would be, you know, a stronger candidate because uh, then, you know, you're more likely to take Florida. And plus, I think uh, DeSantis is even more so than uh, – no, when it comes to, uh, you know, just being forceful. Now, she did a lot of good things in um, in South Dakota, but, you know, I think she did cave a little bit to the LBGDQ community when it came to, you know, some transgender things. Um, I just don't know if she's as, as forceful as DeSantis. I think, the, you know, I think DeSantis is really, in a lot of ways, in the same vein as Trump. So I think, you know, Trump getting elected again, DeSantis being the VP, kind of learning the ropes as the VP. And, I mean, I, I, at this point, I think DeSantis would be good now. Back in the day, I thought, you know, you know George W. Bush <laughs> and Cheney, I was like, oh, man, that's a strong ticket. That's a good ticket. And now we learn what we, we know today, which ain't that disappointing. Ain't that disappointing, folks. I mean, you, you campaign – you know, for a candidate. Like, I really campaigned, you know, big for, for uh, George W. Bush, and I was real, you know, strong supporter of Cheney. And then, you know, these years later, when you learn stuff about him, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I spent so much blood, sweat, and tears, and in some states, you know, cases treasure to support these guys. And then it comes back in the beat of total, you know, yeah, total discipline. I can't say total, but, yeah, maybe a total system. Disappointed, just certainly not, you know, who, who you thought that would, would be. Um, so, anyway, so I mean, we'll see about that. I mean, again, I mean, I didn't, 
I mean, we, we, there's there's time for them. We got to focus on 2022, and there's still a lot of uh, still a lot of endorsements. I mean, Trump did endorse Max Miller. He hasn't endorsed anyone to, um, yet for Illinois. So there's still hope. And, and if people have people that know anyone who they think would be a good candidate, you know, talk to them. You know, have them you know run for office. Have them come on the Bard's Logic. So we can, you know, have a conversation, interview and conversation with them. I mean, there's still a lot out there. I mean, look at the, you know, all the senators, I mean, all the ones who voted for the impeachment. That's 10, you know, that, that voted for his impeachment. And then look at all the ones who voted for, uh, you know, in the Senate that also voted for his impeachment. So there's plenty of room and plenty of time to get to get those. Now, one of the things he also mentioned, I like the snake. I almost I glanced over the uh, the snake. Now that kind of, I mean, that story kind of reminds me of the of the boiling the frog in the boiling pot, where you slowly turn up the temperature on the frog, and the frog just stays there as the temperature is rising because if you do it slow enough, it doesn't realize. Oh shit, I'm boiling. By the time he's boiling, they're done. He's already done. Um, but also, of course, I think it's more like um, the scorpion, the frog analogy. I just wanted to make mention of that. I'm not going to get much uh, deep in it. Uh, but one of the things he said, and I, I mean, we know the answer. I, I mean, I, I guess he's put it out there um, about, about the border and the illegal immigrants where he says, you know, they have to be, they have to be just filled with naivete, right, very naive, or they actually think having these illegal immigrants is good for the country. I think he was giving a lot of leeway with, you know, when he was making that statement because we, they're not naive. The people who are doing this are not naive. They know exactly uh, what they're doing. And them knowing exactly what they're doing, they also, you know, know that all these illegals in the country are not good for the country. I mean, that's their purpose. I mean, their purpose is to, one, you know, so weigh down our social safety net, you know, we cra- it crashes that system. It also gives them a reason to in- increase more, you know, more taxes, okay? It is, as, as Trump pointed out, it is a national security threat because they could put, you know, terrorists, spies from other, you know, countries to easily get into, get into the border. So it's – and they know it. They know this is not – I mean, and look at Kamala Harris, so, so-called going down to the border, where she really didn't go down to the border. I mean, not really. And, and this is their doing. So, I mean, it's, it's obvious. That's why I'm kind of worried about NASA. I mean, if she's not serious about, you know, NASA and the Artemis program, which, you know, I want to talk in subsequent weeks about, you know, how that's unfortunately not being – funded the way that, you know, it needs to be, it should be, uh, if people realize, you know, how much uh, that type of investment actually is good for the country, not only for our country economically, is militarily. I mean, as, as Trump said, you know, China's in space, Russia's in space, and we do not want that, there, what, it's quiet. It's not like in the 80s where, you know, or, or even in the 60s and early 70s, where you know the space uh, the space race was so public, uh, it, it it is going on. I mean, it's going on today. Uh, you know, they. I mean, China put 
you know, a rover on the dark side of the moon. Uh, there's there's elements, uh, helium-3, uh, that could be used for nuclear fusion. In a nuclear fusion, it would be the most powerful form of energy that there is. I mean, that's basically harnessing the power of the sun. And that's not talking about solar. Uh, that's talking about using the same chemical reactions to create energy that the sun does. So that's what nuclear fusion, and that's how our sun works is through nuclear fusion, and that's where all that energy comes from. I mean, forever to harness that, you know, we're not going to have to worry about, you know, solar panels. Now, I don't got anything against solar panels. I think they have their place, but we don't have to worry about that, you know, you know, you know although just, just focusing on, you know, those green energies, although you can consider nuclear fusion, you know, a green energy because it's, it actually has less radiation than what we use now with nuclear fission. Uh, and also there's less there's not less nuclear waste when it comes to nuclear fusion. But anyway, so if we want in the future to have to maintain energy independence, because I mean yeah there's there's fossil fuels and they'll last some are saying fossil fuels will last fifty years, some are saying fossil fuels will last two hundred years or more, who knows? But regardless, eventually you know, we are going to need better better technologies. And also, if we're going to, you know, get out to Mars, we're going to need nuclear fusion or else it's going to just take forever to get out there, and it just won't be as safe for our astronauts. So if we want our astronauts to be safe going out to Mars, you know, focus on, you know, on nuclear fusion. And, and not only that, as he mentioned, the Space Force, which I've said many times on the show, I think that the Space Force in the future is going to prove to be the most important important branch of our military, you know, in the future, especially where you have, you know, in China. I, I think China is a much bigger threat to us than Russia is, both economically and militarily. And not only are they, you know, getting to the moon and maybe be the first ones to colonize it, which we can't let them happen because if that happens – then they're going to be able to control the resources. Also, they are militarizing space. So, I mean, like as I mentioned on other shows, is they have EMP technology where you know, they can go over our powered grids and release this electronic pulse, electromagnetic pulse, and that can, you know, wipe out our, you know, our energy infrastructure, or at least our electricity. And they also have they also have satellites, you know, orbiting the planet that are specifically made to destroy other satellites. And what satellites do they want to be able to destroy? They want to be able to destroy our communication satellites. Every, all this stuff is run by GPS. They want to destroy our, you know, our, our GPS satellites. Now, I know, uh, I don't know how what Elon Musk is working on, which to my understanding of it is, is conservative. Uh, when he's got uh, his new, uh, you know, I was just looking at it the other day, um, Starlink, he's got the Starlink, supposedly be able to get Internet all across the world, um, you know, but if, if they attack that. So there's just so many reasons for us to have this, the Space Force. And I, I think one of the great things about Trump is his foresight. I mean, he see these, he's seen these things that are coming around the pike that's, on, you know, in the future – and it's starting to get trying to get us ready for it now. Um, I just wish you know you know 
more people on the, I don't want to say the left, uh, but maybe even so. I mean, I think a lot of things, you know, we could try to find common ground on. That would be one of them, but. But let's see, let's uh, move forward is, you know, one of the things I want to address, because I, I address this on social media a lot, is, and I'm sure you do, you know, the people listen to this audience, where they, you know, the left always accuses the right of being, and that even happens when uh, on these little spouts, spouts I get on people from Twitter, is we're always, we're always claimed to be conspiracy theorists, which I find interesting because, you know, of all, you know, all the conspiracies that the Democrats are putting out, Russia collusion, that, and as Trump pointed out in the speech, you know, that, oh, by, you know, remember when the, Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, lying Shifty Schiff, was putting out that the Biden, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was, oh, but that's Russian, that, that's Russian disinformation. Well, there's a conspiracy theory. And then when they're also trying to say, oh, well, this came, you know, this came from a wet market that the Democrats clinched on to, the, the left clinched on to. And Trump was trying to say, eh, lab leak, lab leak. Oh, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. Well, now that's coming out. Uh, they had a conspiracy theory about, you know, the conversation of Trump with uh, the, the U.K. president. And then they put out the conspiracy about, you know, supposedly he was uh, – trying to force the Secretary of State um, of Georgia to find votes, you know, for, for that election, which, you know, on a phone call. That turned out to be uh, untrue. So you have all these things that they try to tout as, you know, as true, and then they turn around and call, you know, us the conspiracy theories. But, of course, as we know with liberals, they are they, – they, they project. And pretty much anything that a liberal tries to con- – blame someone for or claim that someone is, it's them. <laughs> you know, they're the, they're the ones actually, uh, you know, foot that bill. So it's, it's not us. So, you know, just, I just want to address that because I know, I don't know how many arguments you out in the, um, in the audience get with, you know, you know, people either on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, trying to defend your stances things of that nature, where they're all saying, oh, you guys are just a bunch of conspiracy theories. I know last week, you know, again, if you listen to last week's episode, we, we certainly got some interesting theories, and, you know, our, our uh, Stephen, when he comes on, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more with him uh, about some of his thoughts. I wouldn't mind having a specific show uh, with him on some things. Again, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, go to the, the archives. But again, you can uh, find them at going to www.bardslogic. Uh, politicaltalk.com, and there is a yellow box that you can click on uh, that will take you all the all the different uh, episodes. So, you know, so of course, as he does, you know, he's talking about the election. I think we're going to be talking about it for a long time. I, I really like to know what's going on in Arizona with their, their recount uh, that they did. I, really, I, I wish they would get something more uh, definitive. Now, to be honest, I am a little concerned about that because I think we know, as, as Trump said, that there were shenanigans. My concern is, is if that audit comes back empty-handed, I mean, everything's going to fall apart. I mean, we could say, oh, well, we're just not going to do – we're just not going to look into anything else, um, which then, of course, would beg the difference. How can it show that the, the votes were legitimate? I just, I just wish more would come out. 
uh, come out for that. But, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of like Larry. I'm kind of Larry on that. On on how that's gonna on how that's gonna pan out because and there there is you know you don't hear I don't think we hear enough on it that we that we should um, because especially I think there's just so much writing uh, there's so much writing on it uh, that if if it doesn't come back showing uh, you know at least some evidence of, of some you know some chicanery uh, I think that's gonna unfortunately spell trouble with uh, with getting other states to look at their votes because I mean we know. I mean, we 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 know it's rigged. I mean, just look at I think it was you know Georgia, Pennsylvania. I can't remember which. To be honest, where we literally saw them pulling, you know, baskets, you know, from underneath the table or about you know like these containers, uh, black containers out from underneath uh, the tables. I mean, literally, as Trump said, they get rid of everybody, they make everybody leave, and then they um, and then they they pull them out. Uh, now, why nothing ever happened with that? I mean, when it's when, again, again, it's literally in front of your face, then I don't, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand that. And so, um, well, like I mentioned, you know, I meant, you know, going not just those ballots, but we're also talking about, you know, we've talked about the um, the ninety six percent. Remember the ninety six percent. He mentioned, uh, you know, on, on the ballots. I guess the, um, the, you know, the ones that came in to set the mail-in ballots. You know, it's like, look, he's like 96 percent. You know, 96 percent of those were for Biden. Now, if we think about it, because we we you know, paid some attention to elections that happened in other countries. I mean, ninety-six. I mean, that's what happens to like medieval, not medieval. Uh, well, maybe medieval, but that's what happens in mid-eastern countries, where everyone votes for the same person because why? They're scared to death. Now, I don't think that's what's happening here. People are scared to death, so they all you know, ninety-six vote for Biden, because I think these, you know, and those in the middle, you know, middle east states where you see those, that, that's because they're afraid that somehow their vote's going to be found out and they're going to be killed for it. Um, but, but again, but again, you don't you don't see that uh, you don't see that here. You only see that in those dictator, you know, dictatorial companies, companies, countries, where you know you'll see the, you know, there's this high ninety six percent. I mean, nobody gets ninety six percent of the vote. I mean, like ever. I mean, even even in your most farther away states in the in, in you know in the country. No, I don't even think in. Uh, I know if our good friend Joseph was here because he, he could tell us some more history because he lived there. But I don't even think Hawaii, which is as Democrat as you could get, had it where so, – I mean, maybe they did, but so I, I don't think they even there. Someone, you know, a candidate had 96 percent of the vote. So, you know, I just – again, and those, are, and those are how many thousands, and, and the, the margin of, of victory or so-called victory uh, from Biden – I just I just think it's too small, but again, kind of worried about what's going what's going to happen in Arizona, because if that one if, if for some if for some reason that one doesn't show anything, then I mean I, I don't see anyone uh, I, don't, I don't see anyone running on you know running on it. Now uh, towards the end, uh, and then I'm gonna you know again I'm not gonna monopolize here. Uh, I'd rather and and you know. 
end things short before, you know, just talking the whole show myself. But um, and, and Trump was, you know, right again. They've used, they've used COVID. I mean, just what I said earlier. I mean, look at these judges. They're using COVID now. And they used COVID to, to, to rig the election. I mean, look at all the uh, the violations of the law and, frankly, the Constitution that happened, you know, Using using COVID as an excuse for allowing these types of oh well we you know people can't vote in person so we have to use these we have to use these mail in ballots or else you know people are going to vote you're just going to disenfranchise people well that's why you know one of the reasons why with things opening up those types of those types of things aren't necessary I'm not saying they were necessary in twenty twenty you know twenty twenty frankly they weren't but. If that's the reasoning they're going to use, it's because of COVID. They have all these drop boxes and everything. But guess what? They're they're li- I mean they're lifted here. There should be no reason. I mean, if people can pack a stadium, I mean, if you can have a stadium that's got tens of thousands of people in it, and you're not sitting, you know, you're sitting close together in a ball stadium. I think everyone on on the you know audience has at least been to one ball professional ball game, at least baseball game in their time, and you know how you're not sitting far away from people. You're pretty compacted in. And if we can have it where you have 30, um, you know, 30,000 plus, you know, or 20 or close to 30,000, depending on the size of the stadium, you know, that crunch together, you could certainly have long lines of people, you know, to vote. I mean, so you, you certainly, you, you certainly have that. And that's not disenfranch- that's not disenfranchising anyone. Uh, as they claim, and again, COVID should be an issue because if we, I mean, if we can pack people into the stadium, then we can certainly pack people in, you know, voting halls and in, you know, lines, you know, for people to vote. So you, you I just, you can't, you can't use COVID anymore. No, you can't use, uh, you can't use it anymore. So. You know these laws of trying to trying to use the same uh, tactics as they as they did in 2020. Uh, I, I just don't think. I mean, if people could actually be convinced to let those those stand and and, and not believe. I think they they're doing it only because they think that it benefits them. That's the only reason why they're doing it. And I mean, I've even talked to the talked to some people on the left who's like, yeah, I mean, they they know it's Trump saying said like. Thirty percent of Democrats say that the, you know, the, the the election was. I don't know if they used the word rigged, but you know, there's something you know long, wrong with it. Now, you know, you know. So if you got, I mean, if you even have some Democrats who are who are saying that, then. But there's a lot that I've seen. I've talked. I've even some I've talked to who they know, and they're probably even part of the thirty percent who know, and they don't care. They don't. They don't care that their their side cheated to get in. All they care is that is that they're in. That's all they care about. They don't care that you know it, it was cheated as long as they win by hook or by crook. They won, and now they can try to get their agenda uh, their agenda pushed through. But that's uh, you know what we've got here. Uh, that's my you know my analysis. I think I think it was a good speech. I think. Uh, the subsequent speeches as it goes state to state are going to be pretty much the same. Uh, we'll still probably cover them. We'll probably, you know, still maybe even have them because I'm sure there's going to be some slight differences. I mean, I do like having them as part of the the podcast, as part of the archive. 
uh, because they are, I mean, they are historical. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll have those now. Uh, I don't know if next week we'll play the one from Florida. Oh, no, yeah, the one he's in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, again, I'm going down to Sarasota uh, in November uh, of this year. So, man, why, Trump, why couldn't you held off? That would have been something great, great to do while I was there. Oh, yeah, I'm down in, uh, in Florida for vacation, and, and yeah, I got you know, end up going to a Trump rally. That would have been that would be something kind of cool to put on the the things to do list for a vacation is to uh, is, is to go to a Trump rally. But you know, again, we'll you know we 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 may uh, play that one in its entirety. We may not. Uh, it just depends on. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just depends on a, a couple of different factors. Like, you know, if we get a, a if we get somebody who call you know who reaches out to me and says, yes, I can, uh, you know, I, you know I, I could you know come onto the show and it's it's the night I was going to do the, uh, you know, the rally. And I don't like playing the rallies too too far after they've been done, uh, just because you know by then it's all in the news. You. you if it's a Trump rally, you, you, again, as I said earlier in the show, you may have a difficult time hearing it or, or getting it on uh, on YouTube. And, and I find it interesting. Like when I first watched the when I first watched the, the the speech, it was on it was on some type of table on YouTube. And now twice I, when I was going to key things up tonight, uh, there, twice I, tr- I looked at uh, YouTube, and then one. Was that I, you know, oh well because of the nature of this content we had to take it off because it violates or blah blah blah, and the other one was like oh well, uh, you know we had to shut this down because Newsmax was saying you know it violated some type of copyright or something you know so which frankly on YouTube I really don't believe uh, just like you know there's supposedly this bipartisan bill out to you know address uh, big tech. But I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too too sure about that either. So we do. We are at the bottom of the hour, and just uh, some programming notes uh, for that is that um, we will, of course, you know, still be on next week uh, for the show. That will be after the fourth of July. And then, but there will be a week, the Wednesday between the 8th, uh, this was in August, uh, between the 8th of August, and so I think it's like the, the 10th of August, uh, we will not be doing a show. I will be out of town uh, trying to get some, what I would think, at least I will say, uh, some much-deserved uh, R&R. So <laughs> uh, we will not be doing a show then. I mean, we are still working on, uh, you know, getting some guests on uh, the show. Uh, of course, I'll keep people updated uh, when I get updates, and you know, and, and, and let you know uh, for that. So, you know, but we do got some callers. I don't know if there's some difficulty with uh, calling in, or if you're just listening tonight. Um, you still can push the one on your number dial. Uh, I don't think there's ever been an episode. Well, there might have been one in the almost decade. Uh, we've been doing the show. I can't believe. Uh, yeah, next next year at this time, about uh, Bard's Logic would have been doing the the show for ten years, uh, if you could believe that. I, that that's kind of hard for me to believe that. You know, been doing it. I remember when I used to do it, you know, five nights a week, uh, and I did that for a while. Um, now, truth be told, I was because I was laid off at the time. 
<laughs> so I certainly had the time to be able to focus on doing the show five. I mean, the show actually aired seven nights a week uh, for for a while because on you know Monday through Friday I would have a, a show, uh, a live show, and then on Saturdays and Sundays uh, I would have a rebroadcast uh, of of the show. So for a while I was doing it, but then of course once I finally get back into the workforce, uh, which, you know, but again, I no part of mine. I mean, I want to work just because this wasn't the job that they are. Unlike now where there's all kinds of jobs and the government and its infinite wisdom is now paying people more not to work, uh, than to work, which of course that's not helping out any, um, you know, it's like, I know some states are finally starting to, to get rid of that. So that's good. But anyway, so I was able to do the show five nights a week, of course, but then once we got back, I had to, you know, kind of broke it down, broke it down. So now we just do the, you know, the one night a week. Every once in a while we'll do, uh, we'll do more. And, you know, of course, you know, maybe when I retire, which is a long time from now, but I'll be able to get get, get back to uh, to doing that, you know, three times a week or, you know, more than just the one time a week or every once in a while, you know, a couple times uh, a week. But one of the things I want to bring up also as an update uh, is that one thing I'm working on is I was uh, – again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be heading to, uh, to Florida in, in, in August. And so I don't, I don't listen to a lot of music, as you can probably tell. Uh, but I do like to listen to music, you know, while on a Saturday. I'm leaving on a Saturday, so there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of talk news. Uh, there's not a lot of talk radio uh, to listen to on a Saturday, and that's when I'm going to be driving down to Florida on a Saturday. So there's really not a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of news on. So I figured, heck, I could just. And plus, we're leaving later, so even if it was, you know, you miss a lot of it. Uh, so I'm going to need music. So anyway, so you know, I may want to make a playlist, and I'm not too big on, you know, a lot of the places because, like Spotify, that's what I'm looking at now. But through my understanding, uh, Spotify just doesn't. I'm doing the free version. I'm going to try not to do the uh, – yeah, there will be a lot of stops and, and commercials and things of that nature, but I think I could suffer through it. I just don't – you know, there's just organizations. I think Spotify is one of them where I just don't like where they spend their money, and I don't want the money that they're getting from me to be, you know, being spent on on uh, political causes that I don't that I don't agree with. Uh, but anyway, but in, in the course of me looking for – uh, you know, in the course of me looking for, uh, you know, play, you know, some music or you know something that that can hook up to the car uh, to play music to go down, uh, you know, go down there. I found out that uh, our good, our, you know, our friend we've had him on the uh, the show before, um, Mark Hankel. Now, I remember if we remember him on, you can look in the pot, you know, in the podcast. We had Mark Hankel on uh, talking from the National Polygamy Organization. We've had him on a couple times on the show. Well, he actually has uh, hosted two of the shows, the ones that he was interviewed on. on uh, he actually posted them on uh, Spotify. So I was just kind of looking for music. It's like, oh, look, you could have, you could have podcasts. On on Spotify, which again I don't use I don't use these apps I don't I don't really use these things because I don't listen to a lot of music I mean I have some you know podcast apps that I listen to because you know when I was listening to 
New Gamers podcast and, you know, listen to Bard's Logic, you know, on some of the podcast uh, players. Uh, but anyway, but I, what I found was, uh, again, I found two episodes uh, that he posted on Bard's Logic on Spotify. So I'm actually going to look into uh, being able to get Bard's Logic on, on Spotify. Uh, also, there's uh, a distributor that could get, you know, get you on a couple other platforms I'm going to look at. Because, uh, of course, as you know, I don't get, as I said on the show, I don't get paid to do this. If I did, I'd probably have a show at least five nights a week, and I could focus more on it, and I could do more promoting myself and, and things of that nature. Um, so I, I don't, you know, I don't do it full time. I uh, don't have, a, you know, all the time for promotions. I do pay for it. I mean, I don't get paid to do the show. I actually pay to do the show. The reason this is far as logic, it's not about, it's not about me per se. It's not even about a lot of my, you know, my. I mean, some of it's my interest. Some of it's, you know, my prognostication, my opinions, you know, on things, what I think. Uh, but it's again, it's 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 you, the we, the people. It's the, the grassroots. Um, we like to get your 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 take into what's going on uh, with you know our nation, you know, what's going on with our world, really. Uh, so, but one of the ways that but. The important thing with Bart's logic, at least for me, is just, you know, we have a lot of different ideas, a lot of different takes. Um, we have a lot of people who know a lot of different, you know, things that come onto the program. And it's information that I think a lot of people just are just not getting. Um, that's why I try not to talk, you know, about the same topics that anyone else is on the show. I mean, that could end up, you know, coming to the show's detriment. But I do like to bring in topics that, you know, not everyone is really focusing on. Because uh, I think those are important too, but the only way to get out, you know, what we're talking about here, you know, for uh, for myself and then our panelists and our callers, is we're going to have to find more plat. I'm trying to find more platforms to get out the word. Because again, that's what Bard's Logic is for. I mean, it's you know, Bard's Logic isn't for me to, you know, hear myself or you know, you know, talk. It's not even about really my prognostications, but it is about getting out information. Again, I think it's important to the grassroots, and that's what we've been saying since the inception of the show. And But the only way to do that is, again, I'm going to try to get on these different platforms. Uh, I mean, of course, I do ask you, the audience, you know, if you can if you can share it out to the, uh, you know, on your social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, the email, uh, things of that nature. Um, you know, I do ask the audience, you know, to share it, and I do appreciate those who do, uh, you know, share, you know, share the show. Uh, I don't share. I don't really like the sound of the share the show, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm, you know, so, you know, because I like to be, you know, organic, and I don't really like to push. But again, for order us to get more of our information out, you know, we're we're going to have to uh, to get on a, a lot of different platforms, and that's what I'm going to that's going to be working on. That's going to be trying to do. Uh, for that again, it's um, I got to do some research. I mean, he did respond, you know, because I did reach out to Mark, and I mean, he responded like that, which is nice uh, when people do that. Um, when we may even have him back on the show to get some updates on on what he's been working on, and you know, I, I did invite him to, to come back on the show. Uh, we'll get updates because I'm all about freedom. I, I've said this before: is 
you know, I'm a pro- more of a social libertarian and a fiscal conservative. Uh, I mean, what, you know, Mark Hinkle uh, talks about is, you know, he's from the National Polygamy Organization. And I'm of the mind, hey, if you can do it and you could be successful at it, you know, in your relationships to be married to multiple people, then I think in the United States, you should have the freedom to do it. No one should be forced to do it, you know, nothing like that. But if you've got consenting adults who are like, yeah, yeah, let's, um, you know, they they want to do that. That's the, their their choice, their lifestyle. I got no problem with it. Um, just like, you know, I don't really have a problem with the LBGDQ, you know, community. I just don't like, you know, I mean, if a guy wants to be with a guy, I don't care. If a girl wants to be with a girl, if they, they want to change what their sex is or call themselves he, they, or she, them, or whatever they want to, I mean, frankly, I mean, that's, that, that's been, that's not really that. And my, I don't feel like that's important, at least for me. It's not something I think is, you know, going to bring the, the, the downfall to the country. I, you know, I don't. Um, now, what I do think is, is if these type of issues are politicized, um, you know, much like critical race theory. I mean, I think that's actually being used to, uh, you know, destroy our country, destroy our military. It's, it's used to divide us. Now, I don't care. Again, I don't care what people want to do in their private lives. Or I don't, if a guy wants to become a guy, or wants to become a guy, or guy wants to become a girl. I mean, I don't care about that either. Um, what I don't like is if they try to let allow children to do it because I don't think children are old enough to be able to to make those type of decisions okay so that you know that kind of thing I you know I care about I don't like to see uh, those type of things you know just like you know I, I don't think that you know children should be in a polygamous relation you know things like that you know marriage and stuff like that but I do think if you got consenting adults you know, again, we'll we'll have uh, Mark come on. Maybe, uh, you know, we could talk some progress. I know a lot of folks here probably uh, aren't on the same page with me. Maybe disagree with that. But again, uh, I do consider myself, with, you know, a social libertarian uh, when it when it comes to those things. I mean, especially, you know, if you're not, especially if you're not harming anyone, you're not harming any kids. This is, you know, your personal life on how you live it. Um, I, I think the government doesn't belong in anyone's bedrooms. Um, and, you know, so, again, as long as they don't try to politicize, uh, you know, these groups and, and all these special days for all these special groups, I, I mean, I think those are ridiculous, but, um, I mean, you could support, I think you could support, you know, and what I mean support is, you know, you're, you're not again, you're not for them, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do what I can to promote. I don't promote, uh, those things. But, I mean, or, or maybe support. Um, now, frankly, again, I mean, you know, I would maybe, you know, support and, you know, like the polygamy, because I think if you want to do it, you should, again, you should be able to, you should be able to do it as long as it's not hurting anybody. Um, but, you know, people are welcome to disagree. I do get, uh, I do get comments here on, on the website. So if you have any comments, you're welcome to email me at uh, the contact page at the www.bardslogic. Uh, politicaltalk.com. There is a contact portal uh, there. That's probably a little different, but you know, my the website does reflect me some. Actually, probably I can't say that. The website probably reflects me a lot <laughs> because you know it's not like any other political website you've probably gone to, especially when you go to the contact portal and you see an elf, you know, opening up a portal to you know uh, through magic, you know, but. Uh, 
but it actually has to do with the show because if you if you see the emblem of the show, if you see you know the the symbol uh, that I have on the show pick, you have the Constitution because we believe in the Constitution. You got the American flag in the background. You got the liberty. Those are all things I, I stand for. Uh, but also you see the emblem, you know, of the Bard's Logic emblem, which I don't know if people ever wondered about what that was when I was making out the show. But the emblem that you see uh, for Bard's Logic is actually what's called the, it's a, the magical symbol for logic. So that symbol actually means logic. Um, so that's where, you know, if you ever wondered, uh, that's where, um, where it is. And actually, it was, uh, I, was at a, I was at a Renaissance festival. It, it's not an uncommon because I, I, I was I was at a, a well, it is uncommon. You don't see a lot of places. I, I can't say that. Uh, but for, for people out there who are uh, who are uh, Smallville fans, if you watch towards the uh, the later seasons, where over the when they're over the fireplace, uh, when when it actually basically looks like when Zod. For all those who were Superman fans and Smallville fans, it's it's during the seasons where Zod was there. And if you look at the symbol uh, that's around for you know for Zod, and it also around for um, when Lex Luthor, you know, is looking for uh, you know this object, you know, this extraterrestrial object, you know, it's hidden behind a symbol that looks a lot like the emblem uh, of Bart's logic. So that's just kind of interesting. And I did find a ring, well, my sister did actually, found a ring with it on there. And then actually, one of my colleagues a couple of years, I, I actually had a tie that had like the emblem all over the tie, right? It was inadvertent, but uh, I seen a tie and I told my colleague, I was like, I got to have that tie. How much will you sell that tie to me? I think he sold it for like 40 bucks or something like that to me. But I had to have it. And, and I actually, when I go to work, my day job, uh, on uh, when on Wednesdays, I try to wear that tie uh, on every Wednesday when I go into work, and then you know, and then the ring. So it's kind of cool. You got the emblem, you know, the Bar's Logic emblem on the on that ring, and and also my tie, which again I wear on my day job. Um, and who knows? Maybe I could wear those both days if I'm able to find the money from it. But I mean, that's that's probably not in the cards. And again, you know, the only reason why I'd want to make money doing this. Is so that I could spend more time uh, doing this. Uh, so that's the only reason why I'd want to, you know, I'd want to uh, want to do that because then I could, you know, spend more time show prep, spend more time getting interviews, uh, you know, actually, you know, going out into the field, so to speak, and talking to people, maybe, you know, and, and things of that nature. Those, those would be nice to be able to do. I mean, I go to a, you know a lot of. Uh, Conference calls. I mean, as you know, uh, check out the organization, the Roost Pack. You know, I go to a lot of theirs, uh, their meetings. You know, I was uh, belong to the Newt Gingrich Inner Circle. Uh, I still am. I just haven't been able to go to the meetings. Plus, I want to check on one of the episodes where I asked you a question, and I, I don't think he heard me right um, because I was talking. I asked him if you know. I asked him if the we thought the COVID vaccine uh, passed were almost like, you know, the green cards, you know, or not, you know, that the you had to have, not green cards, but the, the cards, the papers you had to have to travel in, like, East Germany or, you know, and, you know, or, or you know, communist, you know, Russia or, you know, um, you know, during the, you know, the 1930 Germany. 
And I don't, I don't think he heard me say the passport because when I said the, uh, the you know, the vaccine, he kind of laughed it off and said, uh, oh, well, no, I, you know, I don't think they're getting the vaccine is that. He said he mentioned somebody in some type of war vaccinated his soldiers for smallpox, against smallpox or something of that nature. So, I mean, but those are archived too. I mean, I could go back to the video and check that out uh, to see if, um, you know, if that actually, you know, if you actually did mishear me. Uh, I just, I mean, frankly, I, I just I haven't had time to uh, to look at it, um, you know, for that. Because I've been, again, I've been really trying to get to some folks on here, you know, on the show. I've got some things going on on my end and just, you know, on, on the weekends I've been getting, you know, I do, Fourth of July is one of my favorite holidays. So, and I like to shoot off fireworks for the 4th of July. So I've been like every weekend, I've been, you know, looking at fireworks, you know, pricing them out, you know, what would be good fireworks for the 4th of July. And actually that's just that reminded me, this is the show prior uh, to the 4th of July. So of course, uh, while I'm thinking about it, I do want to, uh, you know, I do want to uh, wish everyone, you know, happy 4th of July. I hope you and yours are going to be able to, Enjoy it with your family, um, and uh, see, there's my, my daughter texting me again, <laughs> and so, anyway, sorry about that, because she, she's getting home from work, and so I got a letter, I, I got her letter in, um, uh, and, you know, into the house, because well, I guess we, we, we lost our house key, <laughs> so I got a letter into the garage, because we lost Lost our house key. Uh, that, there's some inside, uh, some knowledge uh, <laughs> from Bard's logic. Um, and uh, now, I, I actually, now that I bring it up, you know, I call Bard's logic. I hear people on the uh, the, the callers uh, when they call in, uh, they they call me Bard, which I, that's fine. I, I kind of like that in a way. Um, but it's Robert. I mean, if you don't know me by my first name, it is Robert. You're welcome. I mean, Bard's okay. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I, I don't know. Just Robert's fine, too. But, um, and there I'm getting, and there I'm getting text again. So, and this is archived for forever that, you know, about, oh, look, this is, his, his daughter's coming in. So, but anyway, so I do want to wish, you know, you're able to enjoy it. Hey, you know, the heck with what Biden says. Go out there, have a barbecue with your family. Uh I think this year we've earned it. I, I do. I think that this year uh, we've earned uh, a respite. We earned to get back together. Um, so apparently I'm going to have to open up the the, the the door because there's no one else available to do so. So here we are. You're walking around in the Bard's Logic house. I, I left the studio, and now you are – in Bard's Logic House as I open up the door to to let her in. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but anyway, I hope everyone, you know, you and yours were able to enjoy the uh, 4th of July, you know, you shoot off some fireworks, enjoy our independence. Hopefully we can keep it. Um, I know in the past year we didn't feel very, uh, we didn't feel the very dependent, uh, but, you know, Again, I think things are opening up. Uh, I do find it interesting, the timing, of course, uh, of everything opening up. Of course, I think it's going to all be used to try to make 
uh, the Biden and the Democrats look good, and I think they're going to try to use it so that, uh, you know, when 2022 comes, they're going to try to take credit for everything. I think the Democrats are going to, see, look what we did. We get all these people vaccinated. We got things opened up. You know, we did this and that, you know. And, of course, they're not going to mention anything about Trump. Now, I'm still, I mean, I'm still wary about the vaccine. I I haven't taken it, nor do I plan to take it. Uh, If someone thinks that they need to take it, you know, they feel compelled uh, to take the vaccine, I think that's to each their own on whether to do that or not. That's, that's, you know, totally up to them. Uh, Now, I think it's wrong for kids. I mean, I seen a video the other day where now this little, I think, 12, 12-year-old girl, uh, I've seen it on Twitter, a video on, a video on Twitter, um, this, video on, this video on Twitter where these uh, parents went ahead and put their, their daughter in a, um, a, a trial. And, it, and they, even, they even agreed it was a a trial of the COVID vaccine for minors. And the girl's in a wheelchair now. The girl's in a wheelchair. Now, talk about not having your independence. Uh, Putting, getting vaccinated, getting these children vaccinated is, uh, you know, you know, they're, they're like, oh, we believe in vaccines. We believe in, you know, you know, that's why we had our kid or kids, you know, be a part of the, the study. But but who voluntarily puts your kid in a stu- I mean, man, if you're an adult, do what the hell you want to do. Put yourself in a study. But you know what? For something like this, why in the hell would you put your child at, at risk? Now the, now the kid's life's forever changed. She may never and probably will never, ever get out of that wheelchair because her mom, maybe even her dad, thought it was okay to use her kid as a guinea pig. Um, I, I just don't see how any parent can – I don't see how any parent could do that. How can they look at their child now? It's, it's, it, I, I, don't know, I don't know how they're going to be able to live with themselves. I really don't. Um, but it's sad, and I'm sure you, could, you may have already heard about the story, but – you know, I, and I don't have the, the the names and stuff. Is story itself that I mean, their names are important. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's it's the story that it really sticks with you. Um, and then they're in court, I guess, testifying for something or other. And little girls in a wheel, yeah, little girls in a wheelchair had a tube in her mouth. It even affected her breathing, I guess, because she had a tube in her mouth uh, sitting in a wheelchair, twelve years old. I mean, that that's their life. That that is her life. That is their daughter's life. Um, but anyway, it's uh, I did it. Uh, I did the show all by myself tonight <laughs> on this episode. I do appreciate uh, those who uh, are listening or have listened uh, to the program. Certainly uh, tune in because I do like talking to people. Uh, again, maybe it was some kind of uh, glitch where I see people called in, but I didn't see anybody go to chime in. So I don't know if it was a glitch or what have you, uh, but, yeah, we've always got next week, right? So I want to thank everybody. Uh, we will see you uh, next week. Again, I hope everyone uh, has a uh, happy independence, and we will see you next time.
Take care. And good night. Thank mm-hmm. you.